Welcome to episode 12 of Under the Holodale. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> Table News Network podcast covering in-depth analysis, mods, tips, and the hottest topics from the Outer Rim. And Conquest. I wonder if your feelings on this matter are clear. I am Voxen, and joining me on today's episode, we have Celiac Sarah. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. And joining us from the far reaches of the galaxy, Bit Dynasty. Hello there, my fellow Holotable heroes, and welcome to another episode of Under the Holotable podcast. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's love so it. great to get that classic intro in there. Uh, yep. bit. I'm very excited that you joined us today. I just had a couple things I wanted to cover real quick before we jump in. Uh, I was moving a couple weeks ago, and Sarah and Pico did a wonderful episode covering um, uh, conquest in my absence. So big thanks to them. It was an official, unofficial under the holo table, and they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also wanted to mention that that intro you heard with Celia and Sarah, <laughs> she actually did on Zareth's video where they covered territory battles, which is a great video. I highly recommend everyone check it out. It was very entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> and with that, uh, I really just want to jump in with you bit now you occupy what i think is a very interesting niche in content creation of the game you don't necessarily rely on news and you don't necessarily rely on like ga but you really thrive on making these amazing guides for everyone in the community uh can you talk a little bit about you know your guide creation and um yeah just kind of maybe how you fell into that you know that niche yeah, yeah. Because um, obviously, uh, probably I've been playing, you know, games since what December two thousand fifteen. So almost, you know, from the beginning, first year I did, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I got into a guild uh, where there were some people that knew what they were doing. They kind of got me more into the game and to everything. And shortly after that, uh, you know, whenever some events came up or anything like that. Uh, you know, people on Discord server in the guild would asking, hey, how do you complete this? How do you complete that? And, you know, I managed to figure some stuff out, started sharing, and then I thought, you know what, it's just easier if I start recording videos. Um, so that's how I kind of really started, just to help out my guild, whether it was, I think one of the first videos I've done was um, the Throne event, you know, with the Gear 8 Phoenix. I did it with all Gear 8 Phoenix, so I shared it with the guild. Um, and just took it from there, did some uh, raid videos then as well, especially for uh, raid uh, tier six, because my guild that time was doing tier six. So it really started more like as, uh, you know, helping out guild sort of stuff. And then, you know, slowly kind of it grew from there, really. Uh, and just started covering all game modes uh, that obviously guild, uh, guildmates play. So that's why I cover pretty much everything uh, from that point of view. And then as well, being a free-to-play, I've always been behind the mat. So when it comes to uh, squad arena, uh, so I always had to find ways how to compete with the top teams in arena. So again, I just recorded video to share with my guildmates, uh, you know, to see how I'm battling these guys in arena to still get the top spots. Uh, so there was like another kind of uh, avenue that I was doing a lot as well. But now with these Galactic Legends, uh, when it comes to actually climbing in, you know, Arena, it's becoming harder because of all these character changes. So it's a bit limiting what we can do now in terms of those videos. 
but obviously conquest now you know it's a huge huge event very important very big, good rewards behind it so definitely just you know again people asking oh how do you do this how do you do that so i'm literally just another guy playing a game and recording while i'm playing it really love it yeah i love that you do make these guides you know with with limitations you know you're, you're not you don't have everything at your disposal and that's why i think your guides are so useful to other people out there who are so many people out there who are similar in your similar situation where they have restrictions they don't have all the gls they don't have necessarily all the tools so yeah how do you mix and match and create situations where you can get around you know whatever uh the game mode is in front of uh, one of the players but i thought (laughs) you know i mean were you just so excited when conquest came around though because it's you know of all the other game modes like this is a game mode that needs guides and it's going to keep changing and it's going to keep needing guides over and over and over again and it just seems like it's a ripe place for content for someone like you yeah yeah because obviously i meet in as soon as uh, even galactic challenges started i just felt oh man this will be just a great thing to you know it's going to be a frequent thing just keep doing it and conquest in one shape or form is just an extension of galactic challenges right think mm-hmm. of it every sector has you know, 14 galactic challenges for you to complete. Um, so it was just kind of extension. So I was immediately on it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, point and- that it'll always change too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, in two months, we're going to need all sorts of different yeah. guides. And then two, maybe it just seems like the strategies for conquest will keep evolving like i'm even finding different new strategies the second time around from this one you know then we needed just doing the same one a second time you know and even you produced a couple of videos you know after you had gotten all the way through conquest you know where it's just like oh i kind of figured this out on the end and let me show you kind of how I did this now. Um, So I thought that was really cool. And even going through this one, I'm kind of uh, excited to see if there are any other videos um, you produce where you've continued to refine, you know, the guides or the teams or the strategies you're presenting. Yeah, obviously the first time around, I just kind of played through, you know, did what I did. Uh, Now CG changed some things around. So again, Yesterday, I think I posted two videos. Today, I just released another two videos uh, for Sector 2 and 3. So just as I'm replaying, but this week I was more focused on my daily plan that I added. So I was more focused uh, for this Conquest 8 on that. But as I'm literally going now for my daily plan, making sure, you know, it does work (laughs) in practice, (laughs) not just in theory. Uh, When I'm replaying, um, you know, and I, I do some different team, I record it. Uh, especially paying attention as well to boss uh, battles uh, can you know we make something even easier um, because uh, I, I really last time I finished the conquest I think uh, three days before I had everything done so last three days I was just playing around and then in sector five versus uh, master Kenobi um, I think I did all the events probably heard is the clone wars chewy right team that can get defense up you don't even have to win mm-hmm. um, and as well uh, then just standard guest Fabo first uh, can get then the rest of the feeds done as well. So definitely once I hit sector five again, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, posting that as well without Galactic Legends, how you can get those feeds done. That's really cool. Uh, I do want to promote your website, SWGOH, the number four, 
dot life yeah um it is a really well put together site i've already posted your conquest page uh, in our discord feel free to check mm -hmm. that out uh, definitely go and check out his videos even just as he was talking about he has his daily plan um he has a whole video that going over his daily plan and it's very very cool video i definitely recommend that one for people to check out um you know and this might be just a good spot to talk about your daily plan. Um, not that I want to go through it extensively or anything because you already have a video for that, but um, I, your daily plan is really interesting because it's uses a lot of teams and it's front loaded. So it seems like you're really, you know, using maybe not the most efficient team, but you're using teams that will get you all the feats and get you through, I think like two sector four and five faster. Um, and then you're also using more refreshes early, but then it all tapers off and you're yep. using less refreshes. And it seems like you're then at that point able to manage going back and being very intentional about, you know, getting anything that you need to pick up along the way. And so with your daily plan, you had hitting sector five by day six, which I thought um, was pretty impressive. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I thought your plan was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um uh in, like i said you know initially i was playing the first time through i kind of took this approach just to do you know three refreshes a day just to get through it as quick as i can just to get an idea for it you know make some videos and then you know in this break i was thinking about the plan um and i just uh, planned it in a way essentially you get six battles per day for free that's your free energy right you start already with full energy so let's just say you basically get one refresh for free and then, um, so that's six battles. And then if you do another two refreshes, uh, which obviously is a hundred crystals, um, you know, the first that gives you 18 battles. So that's my plan. I was trying to like limit 18 battles a day uh, because also if you will do more, you might struggle with stamina. Uh, so in my daily plan, I always try to limit teams like just two, two per day so that you never really hit, you know, that stamina wall, except galactic legends, like, uh, you know, Luke and Ray, maybe use maximum four times a day they can still get the job done because they're galactic legends um but obviously i do understand that you know from my own experience you may want to swap out some discs you will lose a battle here and there because when you go versus over prepared team you have no idea the speeds right uh, maybe versus boss battles some of the feats without feet counter did you complete it or not it's anyone's guess so i, I left that room um in the first week that you know if you're ever you get everything the first time around two refreshes a day will do otherwise you will need three so kind of it's around the premise so for the first week you're doing three refreshes a day more or less and then uh, the second week um basically it's almost like i think a couple of days you do one refresh and then just falls down to like you know six or eight battles a day which again uh leaves you some room in case, you know, the first week you couldn't get, you weren't able to be as efficient, or maybe you don't have all the characters that I put there. I try to make characters as accessible as possible, but, you know, we, we do have different rosters. Uh, that's why the strategy is you hit first week harder, and then that gives you a lots of wiggle room for the second week to make sure you have enough uh, in case, you know, you were not very efficient in week one. And, you know, you don't go past three refreshes a day because it's not worth it. So then just gives you more wiggle room to make sure you get that max rewards. So that was kind of the strategy behind it. 
Well, this is something that Sarah did really good <laughs> last time as well, where she also input the strategy of just kind of blitzing to the end, which I think mm -hmm. is the optimal strategy. Yeah, I was going to say it's and I, I really love that you encourage going after those tougher feats first and kind of starting on those because a lot of them um, you do need to do, especially those ones where it's 14 battles with bounty hunters, like you do need to work on them slowly over time. And I mean, if you're like me, like my bounty hunters are gear 10, uh, <laughs> but they can do it. Um, but you have to, do, I can't go lower than 90% stamina. So I have to do one mm. battle in the morning, wait four and a half hours and then do another battle. But I know that about my roster, right? And I think exactly like what you were saying, we all have different rosters. So if you kind of know where your uh, weak points are, pun intended, um, you're able to manipulate that to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, this is a theme that I think will come up uh, often in this episode where this conquest is so top heavy. All of mm -hmm. the points are in sector four and five and the biggest chunks of points that are the hardest to get are the smugglers and the geos. And I actually skipped those two last time just because mm -hmm. I got to the end too late, but I wish I had gotten to the end early. So then I could have been doing, you know, that smuggler battle at least like once a day, maybe twice a day, because yeah, my smugglers can't really go like under 90% and get a win. Mm -hmm. Whereas like my bounty hunters, I could probably do two or three. And then especially for like those bounty hunter and night sister wins, if you get all the way to the end of five, where you can get like the good discs, you know, yeah. then you have more options to put a disc combination that might help. So I especially for the bounty hunters, I put on the critical debuffs. And so every time someone took a turn, they're getting like four debuffs. So it made bounty hunters indestructible. I mean, every time someone takes a turn, they're gaining full health and protection more so than the enemy can take it off because they have, you know, crit chance and damage down. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, yeah, those I just was able to cruise through those at the end. But little things like that will make it a lot easier if you can just get to the end and then work your way, work your way back. It's something I said I was very remiss that I didn't uh, focus on once I like was in sector four and a whole week was gone. I was kind of starting to panic. Yeah. That's why like, you know, uh, it's good that, you know, you try to get through to the end of sector five as quickly as you can, because then you have all the data that's available. It gives you enough, enough time to do, you know, two smuggler battles a day, two geo battles a day uh, from that point of view, you know, so it's good that you kind of go through it as fast as you can, but also in my, in my plan, you know, as I'm kind of blitzing through, uh, I, I put a thought into the okay, but how can you get as many feats already along the way done? What kind of teams and characters? It's not just like I'm blasting through my Kylo and you know whoever through. It was more like okay, what feats, what teams I can use here to get more feats done. So by by you know these first five six days that you go through sectors, uh, all five sectors, you will basically have everything done, all the feats done in all the sectors except maybe you know those 14 battles and then another one like you know uh, i don't know what was it uh, stun or maybe frenzy where you're waiting for you know so then maybe each sector you will only have two feet still to complete all the other ones will be done so it's not just like you know headlessly plowing through the sectors get to the end uh, it's like okay how can i complete uh, everything you know except those 14 battles and a not feet here and there in each sector mm -hmm. um 
because you know at the end of the day i did it for my own benefit as well so i don't have to think as much anymore second and third time <laughs> around and uh, you know like i said I, I just play game i record stuff i come up with plans and i do that for myself i do that for my guild mates and i just share it with the rest of the community and obviously you know it's good to see what people find useful and what they don't find useful well we're all much better off for it so yeah. i can't yeah. thank you enough it's been a big help because really uh this conquest was just so much information it was an overwhelming amount of information and feats and f- variables to account for all at once because really it wasn't like we had any preparation time to know what was going to come at us and then when it was upon us it just felt like the pressure to get it done where everyone was saying like you have to refresh now and it's like well here's what a perfect run is but yet you like have already like lost five times on one node because you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. so i just and so just that pressure kept mounting and you know i will say i i made just about every i felt like i made every mistake possible on the last conquest you know so it's to some extent i think that's helping me make the better choices now but you know that the psa i guess to put on the front end of this conquest segment is you know make sure every piece fits like when you're putting together a team like double check it so like one of the things i did right away was like oh bounty hunters let me do a bounty hunter mission but then Mm -hmm. i put grief and brando on there and it's like Mm -hmm. oh i'm getting it not getting the dark side so make sure Mm -hmm. if you put on all dark side um when i was doing i think even like one of the smuggler feats i accidentally hit scoundrel and so then i was like oh i can put this person on and then it's like i did a whole one with like one that wasn't a smuggler and so things -hmm. like that and then even when i got to like the boss battle in sector one i don't think i had um uh 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 dooku on my team so Mm -hmm. i didn't get the stun feet and it's just like just little things like that like if i had just taken my time and accounted for all the variables that are going in you know you can move forward so much more effectively so now it's like if i'm doing a boss bounty hunter battle they all have to be dark side if i'm doing like a battle you know even in sector two it's like make sure even if you're not using your optimal team, that everyone on that team is an attacker. So you can at least get like the attack, like a light side attacker. So you mm-hmm. get like, you know, just make sure anytime you're putting a comp together, you're chipping away at as many feats as possible and not having like that one tune that all of a sudden negates, you know, yeah. something you're trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also like, you know, don't have tank always in the team because we have that global feed with no tanks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why like my daily plan, you know, when I put it together, I took in account global feats as well when I was putting teams together. So you don't really need to worry about those global feats, um, mm-hmm. to be honest, mm-hmm. with the teams I put together. And uh, obviously, it was very helpful. Uh, I don't know if you follow uh, it's Swaga Events Discord. They have data mine. Mm-hmm. And before Conquest, uh, this Conquest 7 launch, they post data mine with all the feats. Uh, so I went through them. I had all the, you know, squ- I prepared all the squads. Uh, in my game already. So I kind of roughly knew what teams I'll be using. Um, so this was really, really helpful, um, the data mines that they're posting from the game. Yeah, definitely is. The other um, thing that I was going to say that I always double check, kind of just to play off, like making sure you're hitting all the feats. I always checked 
which uh, faction I needed to use in the sector I was in because I was so paranoid that I was going to use Night Sisters in the Empire faction. And I was like, that's a battle just completely wasted. Um, so that's like the one thing that I really lasered in on because you need so many of them and they take so long. You don't want to waste those ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just thought, oh, I'm going to skip the... Um mall and savage feet uh and so like i hadn't even started it you know by like day eight or nine or something like that and then i was like oh no like i have to do this feat. like I, i'm missing two points like i have to get this one out and so it's kind of like a mad scramble i was able to get it done more or less but you know even now knowing like i'm already up to i think seven of those mm-hmm. battles yeah, and just kind of chipping away at them as I go. So I expect to have about 11 or 12 done by the time I finish all of Conquest. So it'll be much more manageable to like go back and just get eight more, um, you know, with several days left. So uh, with that, we're going to jump into Master Code Breaker. Not much of a change up here we're already talking conquest time to get into the nitty-gritty of it though um one good thing to kind of mention that i think uh sarah and i have both been using was hot utils and that was actually how i kind of figured out like i was going to be two points short was because i looked up the hot utils planner and kind of was checking off the (laughs) feats i hoped to skip (laughs) <laughs> and I was like oh no <laughs> not gonna work um and actually Sarah kind of turned me onto that first because she was using it right away mm-hmm. it was um the one thing that I really like about that one is so one you have a bunch of videos also in there um but if you don't know this there are feats that are um tracked like over multiple battles so I think on the sector five boss I think it's the defense penetration up I want to say is on there or defense up one of those ones you need to get 20 times or maybe it's on sector four I should double check what I'm talking about yes yes sector five is defense up yeah um yeah so that one you don't actually have to do it all in one fight you can do it however many fights it takes you for but hot util shows you how many you have already and it doesn't show you that in game so I was able to log in Um, and it showed me that I already had five and I was like, well, I might as well just count when I go in on the next time and see how many I I can get. Um, so that's kind of like a little tidbit that it it has in there. That's, that's helpful. Yeah. The other thing that's the most helpful I found is that they point, they have a link to the list of all the characters that do a buff or a debuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm checking that all the time. Like even today's like someone just hit sector three was uh evasion down i believe mm-hmm. which is just a handful of characters dark bastila has like an aoe um and then there's like um zem several zem, others zem's got an aoe uh, applies evasion down on everybody yep so it's an and yep yeah and then also uh uh, old Ben applies it on basic. So yeah. um, little things like that. Uh, and ben, have you checked out the hot utils um, feature at all? Do you yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a look at it. Um, I just, uh, I'm not big on like reading charts and tables. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, because um, if you've seen my tool, whatever I do, it's more like visual, you get pictures and things like that, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I find it hard to consume information from a table or a chart format. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a look because I just get overwhelmed with all these rows of data. <laughs> but I that's, did have a look at it, yeah. That's how I felt when I saw all the feeds. I was like, that's a lot of info. <laughs> um, also, Vox, in the, uh, you can see the character buffs and debuffs on sabuguh.gg. You can sort. Yes, yeah, right. yeah that, that's where, that's where I get info as well yeah, on mm-hmm. the GG page. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just really nice that it kind of just uh, yeah. there's a link directly from Hot Utils. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who doesn't have Hot Utils, I highly recommend checking that out on um, GG. And then uh, I did want to. I was kind of the same way. Like it was very intimidating when you first come to that conquest page. So I was just kind of clicking all the buttons, <laughs> just <laughs> clicking everything until I figured it out. Uh, but I did want to point out that Hot Utils has featured several of your vids bit. So it features your defeat fifty Mandalorian units, fourteen battles with a full team of smugglers, inflict death mark ten times defeat 40 units with Bad Batch, and 14 battles, battles with a full squad of Genotians. Those are some of the hardest feats to get done in the game. And I just wanted to point um, out how useful your videos are uh, and that even Hot Utils was featuring your videos for achieving those feats. Yeah, it's, it's, it's glad to hear that, you know, my time and effort, you know, it, it can help the community. So it's good to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, I wanted to jump into a little bit of disc talk, um, mm-hmm. set the stage on a couple sets before we jump into kind of each sector. Um, and again, I got to point out your website bit for SWGOH number four dot life, because um, you have a great breakdown of discs and kind of putting together not just what discs are good, but putting together a composition of discs that will support teams that you need to complete you know these feats especially in sector four and five you have yep. a really good composition because some of those teams really rely on assists and so it's good to keep an eye out even even as you're going through sectors one two three keep an eye out for these discs that will build a good assist comp mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, especially like uh, I just have a relic uh, Geo Brood, the rest of the Geos are gear 12. Uh, smugglers, they're all relic, but, you know, these are all the smugglers that are, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so without these discs, there is no way, like, my Geos and my smugglers would be able to do much, get these done. Um, mm-hmm. But with these discs, you know, you just have to survive the opening attack from the enemy. That's why you need entrenched, like, two of them at least, right? So you can survive... And then once you get going, once Geos get going, they're pretty much at full health and protection because of all these discs. Uh, so just, you know, looking at discs in isolation, um, okay, maybe, you know, the core discs that I said, core discs, like either Resolve and Trench, they're good on any team, right? That doesn't matter. But when it comes to these, these, you need to have like three, four of them combined for a specific team that really they come to life. Um, I know there are like other discs. I know people were mentioning, I think like weak points disc and some other combinations, but it's just tried to limit um, the discs I recommend to the ones that will help you get those tougher feeds done um, that I experienced. Uh, so definitely having, you know, combination of like f- three, four discs that complement each other, especially, you know, sector four and five, because also smugglers, they rely on, us, on, on attacks out of turn as well, at least the ones I have. Um, so it was very huge. And then as well, then uh, versus Master Kenobi in Sector 5, like guess 501st with these attacks, they're absolutely brutal because even when John Skywalker gets knocked down, 
five has a couple of counterattacks, uh, Echo has an assist, and your Jon Skywalker is up already because he recovered all this protection, right? Mm-hmm. While they were attacking out of turn. So Gas with these attacks out of turn is an absolute monster. Uh, That's very I cool. Found. I did want to say entrenched is only one dot too. So yeah, I mean, you can really get oh, so yeah. depending for your buck on those entrenched discs. Mm. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I think, and of course throwing some vitality on, but I think just to really quickly go over kind of the things you put together for the out of turn discs, you know, keeping out for the defensive formation an opportunistic support, a stacking fervor, uh, and a blind side. Now, the blind side almost kind of seemed like a liability towards the end because you're doing big hits and taking damage, but also, you know, as the devs said, if they're dying because of a, a expose, you're not getting credit for, you know, the kill. yeah, I know, but that's not what, no, no, from what I was seeing, that wasn't the case. Because, oh, really? I was going in, you know, with my Mandalorians, with my Phoenix or whatever. And I did five kills. I was credited for five kills. And every time, basically, you know, uh, pretty much expose was procced as well, right? Mm-hmm. I saw the expose damage, which was like 50K. And then my poor Mandalorian hit for 3K. Um, so from what I saw, it still worked. It didn't really mm-hmm. matter. Okay. Well, that's ah. good to know. I guess we need a little bit more evidence, but uh, I certainly appreciate you yeah, hearing that because mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, quit blindside with, you know, caution because, you know, those exposes could hurt you. I mean, even what I'm finding now, um, you know, one of the biggest discs that you were pushing, especially for sector three, is Zealous Ambition which is amazing. Like you throw that and all of a sudden my Bastille is just one-shotting people, which is great for- And Julie. And Barris. Those Old Republic kills in sector three. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then it does also be kind of became a liability in like, you know, sector four and five where all of a sudden you were trying to like apply a debuff and you're just killing them <laughs> you're just <laughs> the, you're doing too much damage and i was even noticing that in sector two because uh i was trying to apply potency down with yoda on like the last node mm-hmm. and i only i think yeah. it did like eight and i was like oh i can do it but then you know yoda got two and then just started one-shotting everyone i was like oh okay well i need to rethink this then or take this as a lesson yeah that's why I have my gear, gear nine Lando. You know, he won't take yeah. anybody out. <laughs> That's what I did as well. Yeah, I switched up the yeah, because um, he can take that base yeah. all he wants. Because obviously, uh, with discs now, it's good. We, we we can you know switch them more freely because of energy. But before you know it, you will use a whole refresh and swapping discs. Mm-hmm. So I would say, for me personally, is a rule of the, rule of thumb. First three sectors is more focus on um, vitality uh, and then uh, zealous ambition. And then for four and five, it's more switching to those attacks out of turns because we got smugglers, we got geos and and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think man, man, Mando as well, is it sector four or five or something? Uh, that's what I did, uh, you know, Bo-Katan lead. And then with uh, have Zeta on her unique, even there you're recovering more protection and things like that when you're attacking out of turns with Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, like I noticed, sector four and five, I was then more leaning towards attacking out of turn discs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think early on, you know, just some sure things, or if you do get a green or blue entrenched, 
red, green, and blue vitality. You can throw those on and you're basically going to carry those with you the whole, yep. the whole match. Um, one thing that I found really interesting was personally, Leader's Resolve was so important in our last iteration of Conquest. Mm-hmm. And I was always just like trying to find it and get on there as quick as I could. And Leader's Resolve is three dots, but I'm finding with this iteration, I'm actually been skipping the leader's resolve just because mm-hmm. those three dots are take up so much space. And then it seems much more important to get things that are working for the team rather than the individual. Now I can understand something with like Mon Mothma or, you know, getting, you know, your JML out faster, but I mean, he's typically going to outrun them anyway. And so, um, yeah, you know, just being able to throw on an extra vitality instead, or, you know, get on, um, the, a critical, uh, critical buffs or something like that. I found more helpful for the team overall than the leaders is all person. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. Like leaders is all is good. Um, just today, uh, the video I posted earlier today when I was recording, I was thinking sector three going versus over-prepared separatist squad mm-hmm. and my galactic legendary she didn't go first. I, I was sector three, I still don't have leader resolve. So yeah. if I would have leader resolve, Ray would go first, yeah. put lifeblood out, make sure they don't one-shot my gear nine Lando, for example. Ba- mm-hmm. He barely hang on and he got damage immunity. But, you know, so in that kind of cases, I wish I would have leader resolve. Uh, but yeah, I agree, a lot of teams necessarily don't rely on it uh, especially like if you do have like teams like gas or padme that they're very survivable especially like padme with entrenched discs you mm-hmm. start off with all this protection up they can't critically hit you they can't you know apply debuffs on your team and it doesn't really matter if they do like five turns before you get to go right mm-hmm. uh, and then versus boss fights leaders is all sometimes is handy as well like you know if you go I don't know, Vader lead or, or any sort of lead that needs to go out first and you need a little bit of extra speed to go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think for boss fights, you know, leaders of can still make a difference. But yeah, I agree, it does take a lot of spots uh, to, to, to equip. That's why, like, you know, some, like, I, I think in Conquest, previous course, I didn't get a single purple disc to choose from, not a single <laughs> one. But even if I do, the only one I would ever consider equipping me is Booming Voice. Because, you know, four, four dots, that's a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, sure, you deal massive damage. What was one that gives you massive damage? But what's oh, 99k okay. damage in Sector 4 and 5? It's like a tickle. You won't even take, get their protection off, right? So yeah. Um, sometimes I wish we would have more than 12. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, I haven't skipped leaders result. I've been, I've been equipping it. I've been skipping the four dot discs. I find that the four dot discs, this go are a hindrance, Um, especially. So last, last conquest, the only one I saw was massively overpowered. And I was like, this is not worth it. I'm like, maybe I will pick it up just in case, but it's not going to be worth it. Um, Booming voice. I like it. My only concern with it is that with everyone assisting you, if you're trying to get those kills with a specific faction, you're, unless you have that whole faction there within that team, um, you're, you're not going to necessarily land the kills and it could hurt you, but otherwise I like it. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, if you put like booming voice in combination mm-hmm. with all those attacks out of turns mm-hmm. and- yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it's great if you have, um, you know, like if you were taking in a full 
Mando squad, for instance, and all of them are assisting. But I think, again, like you were saying earlier, everyone's roster is so different. Um, I know some people were taking in four Bad Batch characters for that Bad Batch feat in Sector 5. And I only took in one. (laughs) So it's like this this, uh, difference in terms of what discs will work for you based off your based off your roster yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the four dot purple discs are such a liability because yeah. they, they don't really give you as much control and or you know the other ones that become a liability are the ones that you know are getting you kills too fast the stacking offense the um zealous ambition and um I think weak point, you know, just don't give you enough time in a battle to start really taking advantage of getting feats down. It's just delicate balance of like, kind of like being able to slow play a battle and not getting crushed. <laughs> and, um, mm. uh, so yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out because a lot of times, you know, I want those offensive ones so I can make sure that I win and get the three stars. But, you know, it's kind of at the cost of, you know, what would be like probably twice as many ticks towards the feats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, generally I think like CG missed the opportunity to actually make conquest really fun and, and not charging us for swapping discs. Imagine how much fun the community will have mm-hmm. if you're not charging for swapping discs. You would try out all kinds of discs like this. We just go, these are the recommended ones and we just go, you don't even look at those purple ones, but maybe you would have fun with them, right? You would put different comps. So for each team, you could customize different discs. Imagine how much fun that would be, right? Mm-hmm. Then it wouldn't feel... For many people, it feels like a chore now because, you know, it's pretty much this is what you have to do and you go and do it. But imagine that you can just freely, freely swap pick. discs. You, it wouldn't feel like a chore because you could just have so much fun, right, with changing well, discs and things like that. And that's a great point because you're still refreshing to get to the, if you're going for the max crate, you're still going to have to refresh your energy, right? Yeah. So if you could just kind of freely swap and, and make your way there, you, you still have to buy the energy at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, if you could just get rid of that, that would be fun. It's not, yeah, because now they make us spend energy anyway. So it's not mm-hmm. like before you could argue, well, initial conquest, you didn't have to refresh and you completed everything. So I understand there had to be some sort of cost somewhere, you could say. But now that you have to spend anyways, mm-hmm. then why charge us? Just let us have more, let us have <laughs> fun, right? It's a game. Yeah. And I think that goes into how, like, a lot of us look at it now where you're picking up discs. Like for me personally in sector one, I'm picking up discs, but I'm not necessarily putting them on right away unless it's oh, an no, entrenched, no. Yeah, right? No. Um, but uh, you just kind of stockpile and then you see what you have and, and work with that. So. Yeah. yeah. Like until I get to, until I get to sector three, I hardly equip anything unless mm-hmm. something's really necessary because first two sectors, if you have a decent roster, you don't really need discs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't have leaders resolve. I don't have entrenched and I'm always, I'm almost at the end of sector three. So, you know, so definitely, yeah, just equip the ones that you need. Cause otherwise it'll just cost you that you unequip later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between refreshing because you're having fun and refreshing because you have to, mm-hmm. um, that was certainly the biggest difference between the little past iteration. Cause you know, I think when I got towards, the end of, you know, that conquest, I think I got two refreshes just because I was having fun, just because I didn't want it to end. And I was just like, let me keep playing this. But now, 
that I have to, yeah, it just feels like a chore and you're doing it because, you know, so many of the, like the last conquest, I spent a whole refresh, like six battles, just trying to get through one node. Like just because it's like, I'm trying to do these feats. I don't like the tunes that I have are not good enough. I'm not putting together my disc comp and I'm just like, throwing stuff at the wall for like an entire refresh and i mm -hmm. feel miserable like, <laughs> and, like lose a fifth time i'm like so frustrated um but uh yeah we are here to alleviate that and um you know keep moving on and then just to kind of tie a bow on the disc conversation oh i had two other things i wanted to mention you know i don't feel like i understand necessarily the um stacking offense oh, sorry no the um stacking fervor disc which is whenever an ally attacks at a turn all allies gain four offense four percent offense now that doesn't have the stacking parentheses on it and my experience with that one was when they were attacking out of turn they had more offense but the next time they attacked at a turn it's not like that offense was increasing like i watched i think it was like my han or something attack out of turn for like 28k over and over and over again i kept expecting that damage mm. to ramp up and I actually lost one because the other team was like healing too fast that he wasn't killing them off and i was just like oh by the time i get to the end of this battle though they'll have stacked up enough they, they should be one-shotting because they're attacking out of turn so much, but I never saw that happen. So I, uh, what was your experience? Cause you still stacking forever a lot. Did you notice that that was like stacking beyond single? Well, I, I, my assumption was that it's stacking, but I guess, cause I had the blind side, then I quickly ex killed them mm. because of expose anyway. Yeah. So I didn't particularly pay attention. Um, to this yeah. actually okay. but it does well, I mean you know it's just an anecdote i, I don't it's not yeah really, uh, I don't know. It's, you know circumstantial evidence and then but then like you look at the stacking offense disc which is whenever an ally gains a buff they also gain five percent offense in parentheses stacking and that one you watch your offense ramp up real quick oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so that's why you know and so that was just kind of the big difference i was noticing between those two and um yeah i i'm really i mean i picked up a stacking fervor um for the end sectors but um i have a stacking offense equipped right now so because yeah i mean otherwise if they just get four percent offense once that's not very good is it yeah well yeah in there yeah so i was my experience was really mixed with those two mm. because it's called stacking fervor so you assume it stacks yeah right? yeah but it wasn't necessarily my experience so uh, you just experienced but, fervor <laughs> right but i could, <laughs> could be <laughs> way off on that yeah they should just call it fervor yeah i don't i don't think i saw that disc last oh, okay. time yeah and then you know the week um, weak point, which is pretty amazing disc, um, which again gives you um, stacking offense based on um, number of debuffs on the field. So, you know, you pair that with critical debuffs and by the time the enemy takes a turn, you one shot all of them. Um, it's, it's a great combo of discs for consistency. If you wanna be able to three star nodes, 
I highly recommend that. But even you, Bit, when you were going through your videos at the end, I feel like you had weak point on, but then you kind of had to a couple of times say, like, oh, I did this once to get the feats with weak point on, and then I had to take weak point off in order to, you know, complete the feats. Mm, I don't I don't think I used weak point at all. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Sorry, then maybe I'm getting confused. Yeah. Because again, like, you know, there is... Uh, I was trying to limit the amount of discs I'm swapping. So like yeah. I said, first few sectors, I'm going more vitality, zealous ambition, then sector four and five switch to all the attacks out of turns. So okay. then if you're switching between weak points and between attacking out of turns, suddenly you're wasting lots of energy. No, so sure. probably, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to decide, okay, I'll, I'll go for, you know, zealous ambition or I'll go for these guys, but not to have three, four different sets you're changing around just... Oh, you know, like I know weak points. I've seen a video, Darth Revan works great because ferocity, right? But how many times did I use Darth Revan lead? Maybe twice. Mm -hmm. I, I just usually went with more lead for that extra turn meter um, mm -hmm. that you get, right? Uh, when you're going up against all these overprepared characters, I found more lead more useful yeah. mm -hmm. uh, with Darth Revan. Um, but I've heard great things about weak point. I just didn't really try it out myself. I liked yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I must have just been getting confused by that. But yeah, because what I kind of did was I went through with my weak point disc on and basically got everything done that I needed to with that heavy offense, getting the consistency of wins. And then when I needed to go back and complete the feats, I just took weak point off once mm. and then mm, okay. went through and was able to slowly kind of grind out the rest and um, get all the mm. feats that I needed. So, I mean, again, I agree. You have to really keep in mind your disc efficiency, um, which is such a big deal because yeah, it takes, um, you know, uh, energy, which is so important. And then, um, yeah, so I think that was the last thing I wanted to mention. With the discs, I might think of something else I was going to say. Um, but uh, next topic I just want to talk about. Oh, <laughs> I really wanted to because you brought up mall. I have been looking at my mall all day because I'm in sector <laughs> three and I need like the um, uh, not invasion, um, sorry, uh, stealth. Oh, yeah. and like the thing and um stuff and the stuns and i'm just like man my mall sitting at gear 11 i'm just like you know he's a requirement for palpatine maybe i should just bring maul up real quick use his lead knock this out you you did a great job featuring um you know throw savage on there you did a great video featuring um a mall mm -hmm. lead team to get um, get those feats for sector three yeah yeah, I mean, um, one of the teams probably didn't show for stealth. You could also do Ray, Jedi training, R2 mm -hmm. can, you know, smoke screen. That's what I did, um, yeah. And because of, you know, Ray's leadership every second turn, you can basically use the smoke screen. So that'll help a lot as well. Um, mm -hmm. or, or like I did today video for the frenzy feat, mm -hmm. uh, because now they changed it. So you just get five credited with five, right? Yeah but the consumable only gives you 10, essentially. Mm -hmm. So you just send two suicide squads in because if you lose the battle, consumable doesn't get used. Yeah. Uh, and what I did was I just put aura lead with a bunch of bounty hunters at gear eight. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the battle, because of aura lead, they all gain stealth. Uh, so at the same time, while I, I knocked out 10 frenzies, I also knocked out 10 stealth at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, those battles are not just a complete waste just for frenzy. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I was able to quickly get the stuff done after it as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so sad I didn't get to catch your videos that you put out today. That is awesome. Yeah, what a hot tip. That's, uh, yeah, you heard it here first, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. unless you watched You do need to get that consumable first, though, because yeah. it's again, it's random. I was literally lucky. The first node in the beginning of Sector 3 had initial frenzy. Uh, whereas yeah. last time, it was the last node before Master Kenobi battle in Sector 5. <sighs> I it's have it in sector three as well this time too. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. It's such a good tip. I was the same. Yeah. Make sure that you're not just checking the disc nodes, that you're also checking the nodes that have stuff, the consumables, because yeah, you need to keep an eye out for that initial frenzy. And then um, there, it, uh, which uh, might as well just kind of touch on that now, but um, that did that consumable you can buy it for either 75 crystals mm-hmm. or 15 credits yeah. um, of the currency so um i actually had an option and i went with the 15 credits one on that one um but you can of course buy it for whatever suits your roster more it seemed like the 15 credits was a better deal since i still have like 2000 currency so yeah if you're if you're not spending your currency on anything else other than the like character shards that you're that you're going for you, you should have 50 left over that you could theoretically spend without running out so mm-hmm. you, yeah. assuming you start at zero basically and i did the um, frenzy feat without the consumable last time and let me tell you it's awful never doing that yeah, again. No, i hated no. it it was so yeah. terrible like you're just like putting together these cheese teams you're like oh i gotta be able to get like a couple frenzies <laughs> out no it's one like every time no matter like how hard you're working yeah mm-hmm. i uh, went with ray and Bistan or something and duco kept stunning my Bistan, so i couldn't <sighs> get the frenzy out yeah it's like they know to go after the tune that has frenzy or to like to dispel it right away yeah like every time i was i could mm. not get more than one so it's like oh okay here we go i think yeah. i got like two ones and i was so excited mm. um so just real quick we're going to jump um some of the best teams to also look for as you're going through because you really want to keep in mind that you are going to need to go back and um you need to find a node in which you can farm feats essentially mm-hmm. um and so some of the best um enemies for farming feats now i think a lot of times it just comes down to looking for enemies that have the least amount of over-prepared. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It that's was it. saying this, you know, if you come across, there are bad batch nodes, but they don't have over-prepared and those yeah, yeah, yeah. are mm-hmm. great for farming. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. farming uh, bounty hunters against bad batch without over-prepared and it's great. So. But did you yeah. want to share some of the other teams that you had been using for farming? Um. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Night Sisters are good for my bounty hunters. They seem to work well, my bounty hunters versus those guys. Uh, bad, but then Bad Batch as well. Yeah, they don't have a war prepared. I find them good. And any sort of separatist that doesn't have Grievous, um, they're good because usually they will have either B1 that can heal up or Geobrute that can resummon or what that can revive. Um, so just today I did like um, potency down battle versus this kind of separatist squad. Uh, and then they had B1 as well. So, you know, B1 has 100 stacks. Um, it can also recover some of those stacks. So essentially, B1 can count as eight characters or something like that. So you can use basic with Yoda eight times on B1, no matter how much damage your Yoda does, mm-hmm. right? It will just take eight stacks off. So I was literally able, I didn't count, but I, had, I needed 15 more of potency down and I reached after that battle. But I'm pretty sure I got 30 off in that against that team. 
Mm-hmm. So those guys are good, uh, are definitely good to go after um, mm-hmm. this kind of teams that, you know, because they removed Zombie from all the Night Sisters. So it seems like the, these separatist squads are now good. Uh, and as well, uh, Imperial Troopers, right? They get free revives for free. So essentially, you've got eight targets to deal with. So any kind of those feats where you have to get certain amount of kills, mm-hmm. you know, Troopers are definitely good. Night Sisters as well, if you can manage the revives, but they will ramp up over time. So you have to keep them under control a little bit. Uh, Mm because obviously without zombie we can't completely cheese them Uh, and then of course phoenix the mini boss battle those guys they don't have aoe so you can cheese the hell out of those guys uh pretty (laughs) much in sector five yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, and then one in sector five yeah you did a good job pulling that out Mm -hmm. then i think night sisters are in sector two right where you can cheese the rebel feats Uh, rebel fighters all in one battle you just cheese that as well because they have zombie Mm -hmm. um but yeah, Phoenix in Sector 5 for an absolutely lifesaver, the mini boss. Mm-hmm. And good thing about mini bosses and bosses, we all get the same, right? Whereas the other nodes are random. So mm-hmm. definitely having, you know, the Phoenix, man, that was a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. The other good thing with the separatist nodes um, is if they have Droidica or Django on them, when they have damage immunity, it still counts if you're trying to do potency down. Oh, okay. Um, but you're not damaging them, so you don't have to worry about accidentally oh. killing them with Yoda. Uh, so that's that's kind of a fun little thing. And I haven't actually found a node yet, but I know a few people who have of Jawas. Uh, if you die from the thermal detonators and say you're trying to get uh, Mando kills, uh, yeah. you can take in a full squad of Mandos. If your whole squad dies, one, you don't lose stamina, but two, it counts as five Mando kills. So... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just because <laughs> they kill themselves with a they thermal detonator. <laughs> so and and the great thing is, so if you take in Django, he would revive theoretically. Yeah. Um, so you get another one, um, or even the the OG Mandalorian as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he exactly. does have a Mandalorian tag, right? I think so. Yeah, because he will mm-hmm. start with bounty hunters as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hot tips. Those are just those odd little weird things. Yeah. That... I didn't get Jawas though. I, I haven't, haven't found one yet. No, I, no, no. I really want to because I really want to try it. <laughs> yeah, I think Night Sisters are one of the top ones for farming because mm-hmm. it does give you an option of kind of playing with those revives, although you do have to be careful. I'm glad you brought up the Imperial Trooper one. That's not one that I had really thought of. I mean, yeah, me neither. It is ideally great. I'm just, I fear that team because it snowballs so fast if they get out of control. So typically I skip those, but then, yeah, like a lot of times, you know, the farming comes down to like getting those kills. And I like the bounty hunter nodes because you can find one with like Boba and Django. So you can get two extra kills on that team. Um, And so, yeah, those are some of the ones that I've done the most. Um, And then, yeah, I think um, it's usually like a new lead on the separatist teams. You can like really, you know, go to town farming those. Those ones are the, Mm -hmm. are those ones the best battles I found where I can kind of like draw it out and like really focus on not necessarily getting killed because they're not doing quite enough, but just taking my time and getting as many feats as possible. So Mm. I thought those were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Great. Okay. So yeah, just looking over, Shoshi, I think we've covered everything and we're ready to jump into, um, you know, each of the sectors a little bit here. Um, so we're not going to go over the feats. Uh, you can, there's an, many guides out there or check out Bit's videos. He covers um, all the feats for each sector um, and all the global feats, but um, just kind of wanted to talk about some of the highlights um, and recommendations we kind of have for each sector. Now, but just to kind of lead you off, you know, you did something brilliant, which you said, you know, do a CAD Bane lead, Bounty Hunters for the Advantage feat um, in Sector 1. Now, I, you know, threw a node with like my first order because I hadn't watched this video, but I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Again, it's like, finding the team that fits to like get as many feats done at once. And yeah, I really yep. wish I'd taken advantage of that when I was in sector one. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, obviously it relies um, on your bounty hunters, but now that all these bounty hunters, we need to relic them up for executor. So obviously if you do have executor, you will have these bounty hunters reliced up. Uh, and obviously, yeah, you can throw in your first order, get lots of advantage, but, you know, we do have to have 14 battles with bounty hunters. So if you can get that done instead of with first order uh, in a one battle with uh, Cat Bane lead, you know, that's one uh, less bounty hunter battle you have to do. Um, so whenever you're going through this, obviously trying to find teams, especially looking at those, you know, 14 battle teams, can these guys do some other fits as well at the same time? Yeah, and so Cad Bane lead just doles out tons of advantage from what I saw. I did I did it in a single battle for yeah. advantages, I think. Because yes. every time you apply a debuff, you get advantage oh. up. Okay, great. Yeah, it was so cool. I, I was blown mm. away. You, you have some really cool theory crafts um, throughout. And then, um, so for me personally, you know, I take the mini bosses and I kind of take advantage of using, getting my Maul and Savage oh yeah, yeah in there too. and so that's kind of what i did so i do um i take my slk and i do the under size first and so then i just did like slk um and then actually like what um and then mall and savage so then i'm getting credit for like the no tank feet the all not all dark side when it's just the four but you get at least like the undermanned and the massage and then i do the full dark side with basically the same and then just make mm -hmm. sure i don't put like a tank on put on like uh hux or something onto the team mm -hmm. and then you know i get the full dark side and uh mall and savage and then at least by the time i get to the end i expect to have a minimum of 10 mall savage Sure. Sure SLK is an unaligned force user and he's yep. just basically getting all the kills. So yeah, you're yeah, also yeah. taking off like, you know, 10, 10 of those um, every time as well. So I thought for me, that was a really good team that kind of fit multiple purposes and taking advantage of those <laughs> mini boss battles that you have to do multiple times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and then for the bounty hunter feat, um, I thought, um, let's see, I think this was from, yeah, you were saying you're recommending like Django Bosk, Boba Zam. That's what I'm doing. Oh, that's you, Sarah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Sarah, you want to talk to us a little bit about that? So the reason I'm doing that instead, um, so I did advantage with, with my slicker team. 
Um, but that team, so Django, Bosk, Boba, Zam, and Mando, I am also double dipping into the 10 battles with no support. So I'm working on those two. So instead of working on um, advantage and bounty hunters at the same time, I'm working on bounty hunters and 10 battles with no support in my squad at the same time. Um, because I did not work on that on my way through the sector. <laughs> I worked on everything else. So, and that is working really well um, against a bad batch node. Mando just it is a dark side and light side team. So you're not getting credit for a full light side or full dark side, which I'm not, you know, too worried about. Um, but Mando just deletes the the bad batch troopers off the field. It's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gear 10 and is deleting them. I should add. Yeah. And I actually um, skipped a little bit of the lead on sector one. So we, you know, unannounced, we hit a really big, change with sector one where they moved they switched two of the feats so we lost the potency down feat for sector one and gained the no supports in your squad which um, changed up a bit of the composition of what was the best team because before you were really trying to push gmy mm-hmm. in the in your comps for this sector one and now he's a liability because he's a support so not only like you're not like is he not getting you the feet but you shouldn't even be using it yeah yeah so after that obviously i had to update my plan to take that into account uh i guess they just realized they made the mistake because you know in sector two giving you no support and no attackers it's really one feet isn't it mm-hmm. so i think once once they realized that i don't know they probably you know thought okay it doesn't make sense uh, so yeah, you can't rely then yeah on those guys. I'm afraid, or even like you know Bastila or things like that. And then also it makes uh, zealous ambition disc in sector one a bit redundant at that point as well. Well, your your healers, right? Your healers can still benefit from it though. Like you know Julie, yeah. Julie buries their healers, so you can use those, and they will still uh, be able to get the job done. But luckily, you know this no support. It's only ten battles, right? And essentially, you got twelve nodes. Uh, let's say do one final you basically got like what 16 battles in total for each sector if you do them in one go freestart them in one go so you know you have six battles where you can use support characters if you look at it from that point of view so it's not as tight as it may seem like Mm -hmm. oh i can't use a support character the whole sector right so there is some flexibility yeah that's a really good point and i actually thought this this change made sector one a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so personally, I use my um, Jedi Knight Luke, who's going to call people out of turn, you know, all the time. Um, and then, you know, put him with a team of full attackers and tanks. So that's not, I mean, he's a tank, so that's not an issue. Um, and then, you know, you have your Ezra, who's an attacker, so he can fit on that team, no problem. And then, um yeah and then you're just going to naturally get those critical hits so like with that team you are taking out four of this sector's feats all at once and just making sure you're getting all your kills calling um Ezra to assist so um I I, mm-hmm. I, I just cruised through like getting all these feats done in sector one yeah, yeah. Um, didn't have too much of a problem and then I squeezed in you know uh bounty hunter um uh 
battle or two, because again, just like you said, you know, you only need 10 of those. So there's a little bit of wiggle room that you can kind of also squeeze in, you know, just get it started, start early, you know, so you don't run out of time. Um, so I thought that was really good, but I did find that the potency down made sector two um, quite a bit harder, which we'll get to um, that. But I guess I just wanted to real quick talk about the boss battle for sector one, which is very straightforward. I think there are several different comps you can use, but you actually used a GG lead, I think, with your Yes, comp. yes, in the yeah. final boss, yeah. But you also had Dooku on there, and yeah. I think Watt and something else. Droideka um, and Geobrood. Right, right. And it's all basically the same. You're just um, going to want to get those um, stuns. Um, you know, again, it's like almost slow playing the battle and just make sure that Dooku is getting in there enough where you can kind of feel confident by the end that you got those 20 stuns. Um, easy enough to not have the tanks because Geo Brood is providing a mm -hmm. um, ally tank um, mm -hmm. that doesn't count. And then um, yeah, and it's just a full team of separatists. So um, yeah, there's a couple of different comps you can do, but um, yeah, you're able to get all three in one pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. And again, the, the biggest point of that is lots of teams will work, but double check that everyone fits. You know, just like I did it last time, I threw in like a full separatist, but I didn't have Dooku in there and I needed him in order to fit, you know, really. And so uh, it was nice doing it this time. I knew better um, and had um, Duke in there and got it done in one try rather than two. <laughs> so um, moving on to sector two, which we now have potency down. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, where in sector one, I think most of us relied heavily on GMY for potency down, I, switched it up. So in this sector, I relied heavily on Young Lando mm -hmm. for my potency downs, just because I wasn't really running a team of Jedi um, that I could get him in there. Um, yeah, for, for getting those in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, obviously I have Ray. So what I did was I just did Ray, Yoda, Lando, Julie, Shakti, uh, I found that, you know, separate is no, then in a couple of battles, I had this feed done. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, I guess it's just because he is also, because he's a support, he's not an attacker. So you're missing, again, just in terms of everything fitting, GMY isn't fitting into that attack. Yeah, but like I said, you know, you have those six oh. battles in each sector to play around <laughs> right. with. And then obviously Shakti and Julia, they're just to call assists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great everybody. point. I kind of mess with that um, strategy more in sector three, which we'll get to. But um, so what I did was I put together a team that was um, Ray, Chupio, um, Jedi Knight, Luke, Young Han, and Gas. And so I was getting all the buffs I needed. I was getting Young, oh, um, Young Lando, sorry. Um, to call in basic as often as possible. Um, they were all attackers. Um, and then uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and the blind, of course, you have Chupio mm -hmm. there for inflicting blind. Um, and then gas was mostly in there just for control in case um, it got out of um, the battle got 
out of hand, I could always like, you know, just kill everyone with gas or, you know, you, and again, <laughs> raise an unaligned force user. So again, you have a full light side team, unaligned force user kills, blind, um, potency down, all attackers, uh, and you're getting the buff. So I was just knocking out like three global, four, um, and that like all at once um, with that team. So uh, yeah, I, I just found that uh, pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these two, um, you don't need to worry about if you lose because you'll still get credit towards the feats for a lot of them. Yep. Um, which is great because if you're using this team, you know, over and over and trying to cheese it, you can kind of just let it either purposely lose when it gets out of hand or let it time out, get credit towards it, and then not have to worry about your stamina having run down a bit. Um which I personally like to do, even if I know it's the last battle that will get me those feats that I'm working on, I still like to let it time out because then I can take that squad or characters in that squad, I should say, and actually work on a feat that I do need to win. Um, and I don't have to worry about them needing to regenerate that stamina. I can just go in right away. Great tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with this kind of nice thing, just like Bit was saying before this, uh, feet kind of lets you double dip because if you're doing the 10 squads with all attackers, you're also getting the no tank global feet. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of nice there. Um, and then um, yeah, and so it's kind of funny. So every sector, I kind of look at like, can I put a single team together that will tackle four feats and then kind of know like, oh, I have those six extra battles to knock out the one that's remaining or that you can't quite squeeze in so that would be like in this units the defeating 40 units rebel fighters which of course you can just complete in the boss battle so that kind of works and yeah so you can basically apply a lot of strategies you don't necessarily need one team to knock out um, all of them here and you can actually even knock out the inflicting blind 40 times just in the boss battle as well so don't feel restricted to necessarily have to get that done throughout the sector if that makes uh getting through the sector easier for you um so yeah just i would say kind of play around with it where i think once we get into sectors like three four and five it becomes really impossible to put together that one team that can do like the four feats at once so you Mm. really do then have to start kind of juggling a little bit more and utilizing you know those six battles you have take care of the outlier and the 10 battles that you have to use to get rid of um, whatever that bigger feat is. Um, and so I just kind of want to let you jump in. Did you have anything you want to mention for the sector two? Uh, are we talking about boss battles or not yet? Uh, yeah, we can move on to the boss go. battle. I just want to make sure I didn't uh, kind of cut you off or give you a yeah. chance to uh, share I probably the, the health, health recovery feat, right? Uh, versus Night Sisters. Obviously, without a counter there for the feat, it's really a guessing game, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I had lots of people saying, hey, this didn't count, this didn't work. Mm-hmm. And the main thing I always point out is, did you actually lose health? Because even though you see you're recovering health, like you're getting, you know, plus 3,000, plus 3,000, it looks like you're recovering health. But if your character is at full health, that mm. won't count towards the feet. Um, so you, what I do is, uh, uh, I think I did Treya lead, Malak, or some some sort of Sith, uh, because uh, with Treya lead, you're getting uh, recovery protection when you hit debuffed uh, enemies. Um, 
And then the end, obviously, when I was just down to zombie and spirit, I actually allowed spirit to put big hits in my guy. So they actually lost health um, in there. Mm-hmm. So always, you know, you need to pay attention to that. Um, but again, it's, it's anyone's <laughs> guess, really, what exactly. Because I know from Galactic Challenge, we often had these issues. I remember my Nihilus, he was recovering uh, because his health pool goes so, mu- so high up if uh, Ray and Sun keep getting debuffed and critically hit he was recovering 200k health, mm-hmm. right? And he actually didn't have health. He, he was getting hit and he still didn't count. So these recovery health hits are always very tricky uh, to achieve. Uh, so this kind of Treya 6 comp um, with Malak, maybe throw what in there for Mad Pack. And I know some people were, were also, while they were cheesing their Rebel Fighters versus Talzin here, uh, they were also getting the recovery health as well because obviously they have so much healing. But mm-hmm. when I did my Rebel Fighters, uh, I, they did too much damage. So I finished off Night Sister too quickly before they were able to do 300k uh, health damage to me. Because first they have to burn for all your protection and you keep healing up. So probably if you have a little bit weaker Rebel Fighters, it will be easier for you to also knock out here the recovery mm-hmm. uh, health feat with your Rebel Fighters as well. But mine are Relic, then they were just, you know, too powerful there. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really good point because you don't think about, like, you just see recover health and you see exactly yeah. like you said, you see the numbers on the screen. You don't stop to think about if it's actually recovering or not, because if you're not damaged, you're not going to take that, that health. Mm. So I got lucky enough that Talzin opened with a plague, which drops everyone's health. Yeah. And so that mm-hmm. was kind of nice that that gave me a good boost to start mm-hmm. um, recovering health. And then um, it seems as though I did manage to, again, because a couple of my rebel fighters are lower geared. So I did manage to get that on the first try. But you know what? I, I brought um, Kara in as my fifth on that squad and i don't think i have care of loaded with like any crit chance so even though i did 10 minutes of straight attacks on zombie and just got like a million kills i never got the 20 crit in a row feet so yeah. i have to go back oh no that one i, I should have made again make sure everyone fits i should have made sure my fifth person had enough crit chance to take care of that feat yeah. so that's i'm like a, i'm not remoting for conquest though. i hate remoting I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah i just throw in my dark i'd rather waste another 20 crystals on a battle than remote mm-hmm. my whole team <laughs> I was going to say, I, uh, this 300 K health one is actually a planned skip for me because we don't have that counter. It's too hard to tell. And last conquest, I kept trying for it and I was like, I'm not going to get it. We're skipping it and we're doing something else. Yeah. You can always get the back to it. You know, last couple of days, if if you already done your max Mm -hmm. great and you just want to have some fun, still play the game, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Sith comp uh, seemed like it worked really well, so maybe you can check that out. And then, yeah, I don't know that I'll remod, but definitely find a Rebel fighter who might have some crit chance (laughs) when I go back and do it. Actually, I'm not sure, but maybe I'll just take Rebels in to, you know, knock that out, and hopefully they'll get all the crits they need. But uh, again, you just got to double check each piece fits um, what Mm. you're going for. So uh, with that, I think we're ready to move on to Sector Three. so, you know, I was so thankful that like I had been checking out your videos bit because this is where the Zealous Ambition disc 
can really come in handy and play a big part. And so I don't, I didn't have a zealous ambition for sector three last time. And I am in sector three right now and so glad that I have it. It makes getting the feet for um, defeating units with Old Republic oh, such yeah. a breeze. It's so much fun. It is, it's just one of the funnest discs. Watching your supports hit for crazy numbers, you know, like yeah, yeah. Joe Lee finally gets to have some of the fun. <laughs> Poor Joe Lee. Yeah, then because, you know, otherwise, um, you know, General Draven always relies on Yoda, but Yoda is not Old Republic, right? So mm-hmm. without Zealous Ambition, your Old Republic, unless you have maybe Relic Candorous, I don't know, can he do how much damage he could do, right? Mine's a gear 12, so he won't do much. So yeah, definitely zealous ambition this gear. Or Julie and Basti, you know, <laughs> they, they just go crazy there, yeah. Um, when I first started this sector um, yesterday, you know, again, I was like, okay, how can I knock out four feats with one team? Because that's like what I'm trying to do. And so I put together like this team of like Palpatine, Jedi Knight Luke, so I can get all the stuns, uh, R2, so I can get the stealth, uh, and then um, Bastila had the inflicts like AOE evasion down, something like that. And then I think I had like one Old Republic in there. And the team was awful. It failed right away. It was just like, no, this isn't going to work. This team is stupid. There's no synergy. Um, and so, but it's like, oh, it would have been great to like get all these feats done at once. So this is a time where I, I'm employing that. Basically, what I did was my first three nodes. I brought in a Jedi Master Luke comp with Old Ben, and within three nodes, I had the forty evasion down. I just was spamming Old Ben basic on everyone and slow playing it and just was able to knock it out in three nodes and so now i have just as you were saying like the other 13 essentially to you know knock out all of the other um, feats that are required for this zone yeah for, so for this one um again relying on ray keeping everybody alive i did ray i did Bistan for the frenzy i was playing around and then bodhi uh and old band they apply evasion down on their basic so I was using my Gear 8 body for something finally. And then I just plugged in Jedi Knight Luke for the stuns. So it's kind mm-hmm. of team I put together um, to get, you know, evasions down. And, you know, those evasions, they go quickly, to be honest. Because um, both old Ben and Ben Bodhi, they hit like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just dragging on the battle for five uh, minutes. And, and it's like uh, Sarah mentioned before, you can, you can even time this out and you don't lose stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and it will still count those evasion downs and stuns from Luke as well, mm-hmm. um, and Francis also. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Did you? Um, I really liked your idea for the um, frenzy disc, and then um, did you find like there's a particular team that was okay with it? I mean, where it doesn't really matter because you're just using your um, uh, uh, the. The oh, gosh, I forgot the bounty hunter lead. Oh. Yeah, this time around, what I actually did, like I said, first two, I just did aura lead with bounty hunters, aura, so they you. get slaughtered. And then I was just knocking out my old Republic, so I just did two uh, their battles with Revan, Basti, Jolie, then Hermit Yoda, he won't do any damage, and Jedi Knight look for the stuns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did two mm-hmm. battles with those guys, and I got a lot of kills there with old Republic from those as well. 
And obviously okay. Hermit Yoda, he gains stealth a couple of times as well each battle, right? So oh. give you some stealth as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this one just seems like it's a real slow burn. Everything's just kind of chipping away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited. I haven't done the Frenzy feat yet, so um, I'm really excited to check that out. I will try your method with the Aura lead. Um, and because you just get that right away. You just get the Frenzy and then they all die. <laughs> Yeah, 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 they get frenzy, they gain stealth, and then they just all die. Okay, <laughs> right, which is They've exactly done what their job. Want. Do that twice and you're all set. Okay, you do perfect. that twice, uh, obviously this will give you 10 frenzies, 10 stealth, and then just do two real battles with any teams, right? And mm-hmm. this will give you 10 more frenzies and you're done, basically. And then mm-hmm. consumable is, is gone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, great. This uh, this sorry. sector too, I was just going to say the stun feat, I don't worry about this one too much because you have to do 14 battles with Empire here. And if you have Palpatine, you AOE, it's only an attempt. You don't have to actually inflict it. So you do an AOE, 10 of those 14 battles you need, you're going to get, you're going to get there. You're going to get to... 50 so if you get 14 however many um you're gonna get more than halfway is my point just doing Mm. the empire feat um so i don't worry too much about how many stealths i'm getting Mm. yeah i guess i just always or stun sorry getting that empire feat with my imperial troopers but yeah yeah, you're right if you can farm a find a node to farm with that you can do with an emperor palpatine lead i did uh, empire you're i did it um, I did it against, I think it was, oh, I did it on Night Sisters last time. And I did it with Vader lead, Vader and Palpatine. And then the rest of my empire that I threw on there, Vader and Palpatine are my only relic empire characters. Hmm. So the whole team was basically dead and I didn't care because Palp got his stun and Vader just killed the team. So, (laughs) you know, it, it, it doesn't matter how many of them are standing at the end of it as long as you win. Right. Yeah. yeah, I found a bad batch team that was not over prepared, mm-hmm. and then I do have Riley Gideon, so he's like three forty speed, so he was able to go first, push their third meter back, and you know, the rest was history. Perfect. Well, I love that. Okay, I'm definitely mm-hmm. taking advantage of that tip. So, I mean, that's really cool because now I can just focus on the mm-hmm. old Republic kills and evasion down, knowing mm-hmm. that I'm just gonna knock the other two out, you know, by circumstance of doing the Empire team. So, yeah, you um, should get, I guess, cool. seventy. Is that right? Seventy just with Palpatine. If you do, if you bring yeah, him yeah. for an AOE, you right. should get seventy stuns just from him. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Hot tip. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to, it's funny. I was almost like wanting to blitz all the way through. Cause it's just like, Oh, I can't wait to like put all these tips. <laughs> I expect I'm going to learn on this episode, like in the practice. So um, really good stuff so far, you guys really great. Uh, and I'm really excited to try that um, frenzy um, thing. Mm. I might have to do that um, after this episode. Um, and then I think we're ready to move on to the boss feats. Um and definitely, I, I found Bits videos on Sector 3 to be so helpful. Um, so again, just going to keep promoting them and uh, recommend you check those out. Um, so the boss feat here is where we get into an uh, extra feat. So we have four feats to take care of. And where the other two, you can kind of get done with one team on the boss feat. This one requires a lot more splitting. I mean, even as Bit pointed out, you have one that requires Mace Windu and one that requires no Jedi. So yeah. right off the bat, you know they're forcing you to do two. 
Yeah. It's still less than mini boss battles, though. That's true. Good point. <laughs> I mean, speaking of mini boss battles, like I don't have any inside information, to, you know, but I'm pretty sure that at some point they will give us different feats for mini bosses. It just seems mm-hmm. um, all set up. You know, they just obviously we need more time to prepare mini boss feats to test them and stuff. It just seems like, you know, it's not something that sees you would just intend to have repeated feats for mini bosses every single conquest. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. pretty sure. They will get that done at some point. It will have different feats there as well. And I'm hoping, while well, we're talking about what I hope CG will do, mm-hmm. is that they give us uh, uh, some uh, ship, ship battles as well. Uh, I was hoping we, that. We have Galactic <laughs> Challenges. So as I said, like Conquest is an extension of Galactic Challenges. So they will use Galactic Challenges now to start testing the modifiers for the fleets and the different uh, feats that go with the fleet. So... I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we do see some fleet nodes or even a whole sector of fleets, or maybe maybe the mini bosses will get replaced by a fleet battle. I don't know, um, but I'm pretty sure, because that'll be fun, right? To use a fleet as well. I'm so excited that you said that because I said <laughs> that exact same thing like okay. three or four weeks ago, yeah. um, where I was like, they, they put ships in galactic challenges and galactic yeah. challenges are for conquest. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So that would actually be really cool because I was wondering if they do that where they would put ships and it would be cool if they were the mini boss. I like that idea yeah. a lot. It would make yeah. sense. It would make mm-hmm. sense. That's why also like, you know, these feats are quite generic. So maybe mm-hmm. we get ships there. I don't know. But then again, cool. maybe some people won't like that if they don't have a lot of ships. So again, could be a bit of a divisive, I guess, choice there. Right. Yeah, yeah uh, can hurt those people that don't focus on ships. Yeah. But you know, time and time again, this game does you know kind of say, "Hey, don't forget about ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna need them somewhere sometime." Um, so yeah, that's really exciting stuff. And you know, I think everyone, I, I would hope most people share the sentiment that repetition isn't necessarily fun. Mm-hmm. And I hope CG understands that. And so you know, I w- I would love. I love challenge, but, you know, repetition isn't necessarily a challenge. And so I certainly hope that, I guess if we're talking about hopes, um, I hope would be that CG um, figures out a way to challenge us without repetition um, mm-hmm. in Conquest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then, yeah, so we're still talking about the boss battles mm-hmm. in three. So, um, you know, the one with Mace Windu, it's easy. You're just, you're going to win. You're going to bring in your Jedi. Nothing to whatever. Throw Mace on that team. Bring in your best Jedi. You're basically going to win it, and you'll knock out that feat. Um, and then one with no Jedi, a lot was recommended was Imperial Troopers because they're easy to get um, the feat with using fewer than six specials you basically mm-hmm. just use a special or two to get the team going firing at the start and then yep. you know they start getting the kills and you can just basic your way um through the end of that so that one was pretty straightforward and easy as well um and also featured uh by on bits video which is great um and then you get to no Jedi members and 700% turn meter. Now this one you can do with one team. Um, I've seen a couple different comps out there, but uh, Bit, I'm gonna let you take this because you did a really good job um, knocking this out with an Empire, uh, you know, hybrid yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, these turn meter removal feats are always tricky. 
but unlike in the past where you were unable to remove Termiter from two out of five characters at least, <laughs> or if Ray spread it, uh, the Inspire, you couldn't remove Termiter from anybody, right? Uh, so this time actually uh, we have six enemies in this battle, if I remember correctly, right? And the only immune to Termiter removal is Vader. So you actually have five targets you could remove Termiter from. So it was actually a bit easier to do this time, uh, get this done. I was using Vader Lead, which gives you what 50% chance to remove 20% Termiter that cannot be resisted. You've got Tarkin's AOE that on top of Vader's leadership, again, can remove Termiter from everybody. You obviously got control of the situation from Gideon. Thrones Fracture also removes Termiter from the target that can't be resisted. So it's a lot of Termiter removal on this team. The only challenge sometimes with this is once you're only left down to Seed, he'll be taking so many turns. It's like Secret and Shadows Assault Battle, right? Um, so I think that was the only challenge with this Termiter removal. It's not the Termiter removal itself, but to actually be able to, to finish off Seed in the end before he destroys the, the, whole, the whole of your team. Yeah, um, I threw Palp on this team of one because I think his AOE, because he's Empire, he also shares that 50% uh, chance to remove 20% turn meter. So on his AOE, isn't that right? Because mm. he, the part of that leadership, it grants it to everyone, I thought. Um, and then also you can get those stuns. And then, um, yeah, the, the thing that's so important, I thought, with this one was making sure you slow play it so that by the time you make the final kill and it's just Sidious, he has enough dots that he's just going to die as soon as he takes a turn. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I found. Like I got, I think like 15 dots on him, you know, and you're just spamming enough AOEs as protection was gone. And so then it was just like, oh, he died. Like, great. I don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. about him. Like, yeah, probably like uh, what would help, like I used Piet in there as the fifth uh, because I know before when I had this Termiter removal, so we use what some people go like, well, I don't have what, what can I use? So I'm like, okay, I'll do a video without what, but probably instead of Piet in that fifth slot, uh, what would be great? Cause he can remove Termiter when he's assisting as well. Right. And he's stacking more dots on people. Uh, yeah, well. thing, but your comp was so great that it was all empire too so again yeah. you found a fit where you're able to knock out um more of the feats so yeah mm. um again keep in mind um and check out his boss battle um video it was uh, exceptional mm -hmm. i think we're ready to jump into sector four mm -hmm. yeah um so this is you know i want to reiterate that here is where we really see the rubber meet the road on why you need to push like through, like the first ones I was so methodical. I was just, I was so efficient and so methodical and I pushed just slow and steady through the whole thing, but that's not how like to properly do this iteration of conquest you really want to push because these sector four and fives are hard. You need, like time to make mistakes you need yeah. you know time to let your stamina refresh and to like figure out what's going to work for you and get the right discs to you know put together the comp that will support getting smuggler kills i mean <laughs> mm -hmm. who has great smuggler sure you got like han and chewy but then it drops off and it's hard 
you know, to say like, let me train three star a node with my smugglers. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, I love that the work you did on putting together um, a smuggler comp. And this is where like, you know, you were running a nest lead and where your leader's resolve can come in real handy, yep. you know, for making sure that not everyone dies <laughs> on this team if you're trying to get that smuggler feat. Um, so yeah, I just kind of want to let you um, take the mantle here and uh, talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because obviously, you know, especially sector four and five, you've got these 14 battles you need to do. So if you come to sector four and five on day 10 of conquest, you don't have mm -hmm. a lot of time. That's why also in my plan, you know, two most cases, three refreshes for the first seven days, just that you get through to those sector four and five, that you can just go every day and knock two out of these battles out so that, you know, you don't get to a stamina issue. And actually smugglers, um, obviously, you could I, I have gear eight Kira, but I, I don't mm -hmm. think her leadership really does much once you have those, uh, uh, you know, discs out of turn that give you back mm -hmm. protection health anyway. So then Kira doesn't really do much for this team. So I just went with Nest lead, even though she doesn't have lead, lead mm -hmm. and obviously leaders resolve gave her a nice boost. Uh, then uh, Vet Han, he, he staggers, he can stagger on his basic, which is one of the feats that you have mm -hmm. to knock out. Uh, you bring in Han, that obviously he's got evasion up to all allies' ability. So mm -hmm. you can knock out, you know, three feats here in one quite easily. Mm -hmm. Then obviously you need to add Chewie. And then fifth one, I don't know, I just put L3 in there because, you know, she as well herself can counterattack when she's hit. Nest is counterattacking. Han can counterattack. Both Hans can counterattack as well. So this smuggler team really goes so well together with those out of, uh, you know, turns out of... Um, attacking mm -hmm. out of turns mm -hmm. yeah it goes very nice with those discs i mean yeah mm -hmm. it's brilliant but again it sometimes it's a struggle to find a good team uh to go against so again i found like a separatist node i think with this kind of you know newt dooku what b2 or something like that mm -hmm. uh and i was able to get you know just cheese that team you know 14 times yeah because it feels like for this sector the optimal single team for going through it really is smugglers because you yep. can knock out the four <laughs> feats yeah. with that team you know you're getting your evasion up getting your stagger you're getting your uh battles with smugglers and um you're evading essentially you hope to evade attacks you're yeah. up. Mm -hmm. um so but you know and i tried that i, I got I think I won with my first battle of smugglers and then my second one, I just lost completely. I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't forge through this sector with smugglers and mm. it's day 10. Like I don't have time to mess around. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, so I had to skip that one and just piece together what I could to get done all the other feats in this. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Sarah, you wanted to talk a little bit about your smuggler team. Yeah. So I, so I did it against a boss lead bounty hunter team. Um, first of all, I have to give you credit a bit because I, I get in the mentality of like the leaders thought, okay, you need a character with a leadership and you're just like, no, throw a nest in there. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> so that that's yeah. awesome. Um, I used Kira lead. My Kira is gear 10. And, uh, so I use Kira lead with both vets. So vet Han and vet Chewie and then, um, Han and Chewie. The, the regular Han and Chewie. <laughs> so, and the reason why I liked Kira there is because her AOE, so her second special inflicts is an AOE stagger. So you're getting the stagger a little bit quicker. 
Um, and then she, if she survives, she sometimes she it depends who they want to pick on. If she survives, um, she can call Vet Chewy or sorry, Vet Han, and he can use his basic for another stagger. So you can get with that that team. I was getting anywhere between six to ten staggers a battle. Um, and then, like you were saying, you're still getting the evasion up with with Han and counting towards the um towards the smuggler battles uh but i i like to do it just to to reiterate if you get there on day 10 you run out of time i like to do these feats where you need the specific faction two times a day so i do it in the morning first thing and then i do it yeah that way you've got the full stamina you're Mm. you don't have to worry as much about you know a dicey hit or something um but yeah, that, that's what I did it with. And like I said, she's year 10 and I didn't care uh, if she died after she got her first AOE. Um, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, my gear age, she never survived the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I immediately tried the smugglers and had to abandon it and I just didn't have time to put it together. But immediately, like after that first battle, I was like, oh, I wish I'd gotten here so much sooner because I feel like I actually could knock this out if I was doing two battles a day with these at mm-hmm. most. And then mm-hmm. it would have been easy, you know, just again, because a lot of times that optimal team, you would run out of energy or they need to recover their stamina. And then it's like, oh, time to throw in, you know, a smuggler battle here, like with my refresh today, mm-hmm. you know, so um yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I was really pressed for time, like figuring out how I was going to put together the um, key cards I needed, you know, at the end here, having to skip some of these just because I ran out of time um, to be able to do smugglers, you know, in four days because <laughs> I just I couldn't take the stamina down to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did want to talk about the Mandalorian feat as well. So that you did a great job actually putting together like magical to put together a full Mandalorian team, you yeah. know, that could farm um, this feat, you know, so you're making sure you're not getting anyone to steal kills. Um, and, you know, with that Bo-Katan lead with assists, and again, this is where that assist combination of discs come in. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes the team formidable. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it relies on you having uh, a master look, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or I mean, you could do it with Ray, but then you'd have to bring in Ray a tank, and then take one of the Mandalorians out, and then obviously you can put weapon tech on your tank. Uh, sorry, the tank tech on your tank, and Ray can just keep spamming live blood mm-hmm. uh, and keep the tank alive. But obviously, if you do have Master Luke, you just put in Watt and then free Mandalorians. And obviously, Bo-Katan lead is good because I'm just looking at it now, just to make sure I'm not saying anything wrong. So whenever you use a uh, basic ability you call another random Mandalorian to assist. So you're getting so many assists when you use basics that will just keep, uh, you know, you even like your, uh, my armor, I think that time was, I do have Relic now, but that time it was like, it was gear 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was able to survive because of mm-hmm. all those uh, recovering health and protection. Uh, obviously the exposes help as well. I know there's some people are saying it doesn't count, but I had no issues completing this, even though I did have blind side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there because otherwise without blindside it would take forever for these Mandalorians to kill anybody <laughs> for me mm-hmm. uh, this is a case where you know I was pressed for time and I kind of had to 
rig something up to take care of it. And so I actually did load up the um, critical debuffs and weak point um, discs for this and then ran in with a all full team of bounty hunters because again, that critical debuffs makes bounty hunters immortal essentially especially if you have a vitality and entrenched mm. on there they never come close to being um hurt and then basically i just had django and because that weak point is on there i mean django is just one shotting every time um and it's funny because this is a time where i actually didn't have django's zeta on and i added django's zeta early on in sector one because i was like having trouble with consistency with my bounty hunters and it's like i wish i hadn't put it on because then i could like keep killing with django and people could keep reviving like if mm. i found a night sister node to farm here and um the thing to keep that i really took advantage of was um against a night sister node with that combination you're one shotting i really didn't have to worry about the night sisters getting too ramped up and so if i was calling django to an assist he would get a kill, but then that meant that they could revive. So I was able to get like five to eight to 10 kills per match with Mandalorians on a Night Sister node, um, as long as I just kept trying to make sure Django was getting kills with assists and then they would get revived and then kept going there. So um, that actually helped me cruise through it pretty quickly um, with a team that was consistent as well so um, that's how i was able to manage that because yeah my armor is gear eight um mm-hmm. and yeah i have a good bo katan and a good and my bam is gear 12 um so i didn't feel like and i didn't want to move discs around at that point so i kind mm-hmm. of had to work with what i had um was able to accomplish it that way but going forward it's like you know if you can put together bits comp of the assist support discs you can run through without having to change discs mm-hmm. you know through all of these feats with these really hard teams to put together yeah um i wanted to point out on this feat i made a mistake last run last conquest and so i was using the the master luke lead and calling bow on a night sister note as well and in my first try being the quote-unquote clever person that I am I was like oh I'll give the weapon tech to Bo so that she gains turn meter and goes more except now my night sisters weren't reviving because I forgot the weapons tech also prevents revives if they die from that character so don't do that (laughs) PSA um I ended up switching it up when I went in the second time and I gave her the health tech just to keep her alive a little bit longer and I got the same idea where I was getting in between six and probably eight, I want to say, kills a battle on a night sister node. So it's still it's still grindy, but it was it was more efficient than just not having a node where there's no revives. So mm-hmm. Uh, So jumping down to the boss for sector four, um, again, we have four um, feats to take care of here. Um, And then in this one, it seemed like you could potentially do it with two teams, uh, possible to necessarily do with one. Um, And then, you know, I really wish... I had seen your video when I originally did this one for the defense penetration up. Um, You had a really great team for getting the armor shred and the defense penetration. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Uh, obviously, again, it relies you on having Jedi Master Luke, which I appreciate not everybody will do. But if you have them, uh, you basically throw in Luke, uh, you throw in Gas that applies armor shred, and then obviously Yoda on his basic, when he hits an enemy that's below 50% health, he will gain defense penetration up, and then he, he can just go ahead and spray it to his team. Uh, so that's how you can get his defense penetration up uh, rather quickly. Obviously, if you do have uh, Commander Sokatano, she can apply armor shred as well. So maybe she could, you know, replace one of those Jedi there. Uh, so she's a good one uh, to do that. Um, maybe if you have as well uh, Visas, I think she applies defense penetration up onto all allies mm -hmm. as well. So if you have her relic, maybe throw her in so you don't have to delay the battle as long. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I just have to work with what I've got um, in my roster. Uh, and it's worth pointing out how kind of exciting this battle is, taking on uh, Maul, you know, the brand new Maul character. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought that was a really cool idea slash feature yeah. to add to this conquest is that I guess you get to experience the new character that you're grinding for, sadly, as an opponent, like, <laughs> but you kind of get a taste for how powerful they're going to be and how exciting it can be to be with them. And I think for a lot of us that aren't necessarily going to have Lord Vader right away, uh, it makes me pretty much look forward to using him with Mandos. Mm. Although uh, I wish my full team got to start off with yeah. of Beskar. I was about to mention that. I was about to mention that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little, it's a little tricky. Uh, yeah, still looking forward to it. Uh, you know, if, if you ever finish reading his uh, novel that has his leadership ability, uh, pretty <laughs> um, so that was really great. Yeah, I did not, I wasn't as successful um, when I originally tried this, but I'm really looking forward to implementing your strategy for this boss battle when I get there. And then um, just to kind of mention, so I. For this second two feats with no supports and killing three enemies in the same turn. I mean, the three enemies thing can be just a such a crapshoot where like you get rid of one and you're like, oh no, one's like low, or like you do something and you accidentally kill two, or I, I just I've done this so many times where it's just like you just spend the whole battle setting up and then like, oh no, there's only two left standing. Um and uh but i actually did this one because I, I did put on like all of those offense stacking i brought in a full team of rebels so there were um no supports in there and then basically just used chupio's aoe after killing one person and it just like wiped everyone off the board in one shot and i was actually <laughs> like oh my god it worked like <laughs> it blew me away um but i really liked um yeah, you had a different option as well there, bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a team I've used in previous conquests for this feat. Um, I used this last iteration of conquests. I love yeah. this strategy of just stacking yeah. dots and then using Watts special. Yeah, yeah, so that's the whole strategy. Yeah, with Vader lead, obviously, dots never expire. So each dot will do, what, 5% health. So as soon as you get rid of everybody's protection, um, you just make sure uh, they've got... Um, you know, at least 20 dots on them use uh, what's special uh, that does the revive thing. Uh, and it will just kill off whoever's left standing. Uh, afterwards, I was doing some testing. Uh, once I get all those discs for attacking out of turns and stacking offense, I was able to do it with just guess 501st, uh, Echo's grenade just wiped out after, you know, a few minutes of stacking offense, Echo's grenade just wiped out four of them. Mm -hmm. 
um, to, to do that as well. So probably guess five or first, if you stack enough offense, uh, you know, can get the job done as well. In the past also, I've done it. Um, if you stack like, you know, two zealous ambition disc or something like that, uh, a well-placed wild lightning with fallen busty, like can do some big areas as well. Um, so that one as well can, you know, work well. Um, I didn't think to use rebels because I, I don't use rebels a whole lot, so I, they're not the first thing in my mind. Uh, but definitely, I heard people doing with rebels as well. Yeah, so often I think like, oh, I need to kill multiple at once. Let me just bring in SLK, and that's what I did the first time last time. And it, it and again, I just it, it just messed up. I wasn't able to like kill three at once. SLK is just so powerful. Sometimes it's unwieldy, and like you kill people when you're not meaning to. And um, yeah, I botched it, and so then I tried the rebel thing. But it, it's good that you point out that there are um, several different ways that you can accomplish it, whether it's with a wild lightning or um, dots or um, you know. Yeah, I mean, supremely color and bomb, great. Yes, supremely color and like I said, I had a play around. I was able to get it done as well. But like for me, the first thing is always, can I get this done without the galactic legend? Because I appreciate you know many people don't have all I like I don't have all um uh, and some people have none so I'm just trying to make these teams as accessible as I can uh obviously uh that's why I'm trying to do that uh sometimes yeah. Like that, yeah. I think with this one I found it myself to be pretty fortunate because I think having like Ray JML and um JMK particularly those three really empower you to be able to knock out this conquest relative with relative ease um but i really love that your guides you know basically give more options because you can't always rely on that crutch that as a gl to you know push through some of these things yeah i just use my ray and master luke um i don't have kenobi or old vader and see fraternal and kylo i didn't really use them a whole lot because they have trouble of keeping their team alive mm -hmm. um and obviously, I don't want to go and redo the battles because I didn't pre-star it. Um, so I'm pretty exactly. much there on the bench for most of the conquests. It just sometimes you get some over-prepared geos, and you're just like, I'm just gonna throw Kyle at them. <laughs> I don't care for I don't care for feeds. These guys are so fast. I just mm -hmm. want to smash them and, and move on to the next node. So in that that case, in a couple of times I brought in Kylo because I just had enough of those over-prepared <laughs> characters or Phoenix as well. If you mm -hmm. get a proper Phoenix team, not the mini boss, but a proper Phoenix squad. Padme works great there with entrenched because they can't critically hit you, right? But anything else, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because that's why I was just going to bring up Phoenix. Like MK is my breaking case of Phoenix. Like because mm. <laughs> they can't crit with his protection. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. For Sector 2 it worked too because I was like, I came across a couple of Phoenix nodes and I needed a full team of attackers. So it was easy to put mm. full team of attackers with MK and just, you know, get through that uh, Phoenix team. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Just wanted to check when you had, uh, you didn't have anything to add there, Sarah. And then um, I think with that, we're ready to move on to sector five. Um, and so with sector five, I guess the biggest thing to kind of go over is the Darth Revan bug is fixed. So it'll be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait, but I assume you're going to probably do another video on the Deathmark feat. Uh, trying to maybe feature Darth Revan. I mean, I know, I think we kind of cracked, you know, knocking out the Darth Mark feet in one battle with the mini boss, 
but um, I think a lot of people tried uh, <laughs> in vain with their dark forever to get dark, yeah. uh, death marks before they realized it wasn't counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I recommend to everybody. After I do, I mean, after every bot- battle, I go and check, did it count? Uh, honestly, because that I did one Darth Revan battle, I go check, doesn't work. I go on forums, yeah, it doesn't work. Okay, so I just didn't use it. Because otherwise you can do three, four battles before you realize that something is not working. So even though now that I know everything is working, I keep checking the progress after every battle uh, just to make sure. Obviously, the disadvantages of using Dar forever is that, you know, Deathmark prevent revives. So you essentially, I'm trying to think away, is there a way that you could do more than one Deathmark per battle with Dar forever? Um, mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember. I think I was trying um, against like a Grievous and he took like an extra turn because someone died off and wiped it away. Um, ah, okay. so I got that like once, but yeah, you would have to try and find an enemy who might take an extra turn or two or someone. Yeah, because that one's not cleansable. So you're right. It's not really an efficient way of um, taking care of those death marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously if, if you do have uh, probably some sort of death, death trooper team cheese, I think it would be easier to achieve, I think. Yeah, the death trooper cheese uh, on the mini boss is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you had a great video covering it. And then I just kind of wanted to mention my comp that I used, which was Ray Holdo Watt and Death Trooper. So this would essentially just take care of the undersized feet for that mini boss. Mm-hmm. And then what's beautiful is you are putting um Holdo will like basically permaton. And just as you pointed out, that this team has no AoE, so they're going to be stuck on whoever has a taunt. Um, and um if you are applying the death mark, so basically the, the first thing you do is you apply Watt's. Um, tank tech on Holdo, so she's permataunting. Put the um, speed, the weapon tech on Death Trooper, so he's like cycling faster through his turns. And then you want to use Ray's Whirlwind before giving her the health tech, just so to make sure that she can get under that threshold and have that Whirlwind to use. And then uh, a good one to take out is Kanan right away and leave fulcrum because fulcrum will cleanse any debuffs and so you can just then sit there and cheese the heck out of fulcrum for like the amount of time and get all 10 in one battle because you know ray will not attack again she can just keep spamming lifeblood holdo can just use her basic which won't necessarily kill anyone watt is completely completely passive so really the only person attacking is death trooper and just cycle through as quick as you can applying death marks on uh fulcrum and mm-hmm. you'll get through it in no time and then just basically at the end pop oh ray ultimate and you know clean it up before the time mm-hmm. um and so yeah your video was really great because you kind of figured it out as you were going along uh and you're like oh yeah let's start applying let's just apply the death mark on the fulcrum the whole time yeah yeah actually this time i'm i'm thinking to go with throne lead uh, because then you get, uh, the, you know, the Death Trooper, he's an Empire, and he gets this ability where he uses, he gets 50% bonus turn meter. So you can cycle for Death Trooper's turns faster. So mm. if you do like Throne Lead, Death Trooper, then uh, Master Luke uh, and Watt for the Taunt, right? So to keep them alive, mm-hmm. and probably should be good to go there then, mm. because they can't get through Master Luke because of the tank tech. 
Um, you put weapon tech over on Death Trooper plus the ability. What is I can't remember how it's called, but you know the special ability you get from uh, Thrones leadership for the Empire allies. Mm-hmm. So you can quickly cycle to another Death Mark then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's what I was thinking too, because I think even with your comp, I saw you had like one light side on there or something. So it kind of worked. I really just I was thinking, yeah, like either if you have a mixed team, try and undersize it, or if you have a full team, make sure it's like full dark side or light side, just so you can check that box or you know, get a full dark side team um mm. in there so you can check that box when you uh, apply all those dopamines. So yeah, I'll, I'll be trying out this throne team and obviously if it works, I'll, I'll just post a video as well. Mm-hmm. yeah that's um, a great idea yeah just to turn through it faster because you really have to play fast yeah you, and also do you want to spend 10 minutes <laughs> if you don't have to right that's true right right exactly um, yeah another great tip yeah i look forward to seeing how that turns out for you can't wait for that mm-hmm. testing. um i guess the kind of um might be a quick little moment because I want to kind of ask you how it works for you when you do experience these things and flush out an idea like how much testing are you having to do or you know are you like sometimes pulling like an idea you see from discord or you know are these kind of all things that you come up with yourself based on like having to try do multiple attempts uh yeah I mean I do a lot of testing so uh, I think first, even the first three days, I was doing six refreshes a day because I was just trying out lots of stuff. And then obviously on my Discord uh, server as well, you know, people come up, say, this is what I use. This is what I work. Obviously, I spent a lot of time on YouTube as well. A little bit see, you know, what other people have come up with and uh, then try to, you know, uh, maybe adapt that idea to my roster. Um, and, you know, I record a lot of battles and probably only publish about, you know, 10% of what I record in the end because, you know, something doesn't work or, okay, can I improve it? Especially like for this bad batch feed, I started off first with Ray, I think. And then I realized that if you just do Podman fives, you don't need a galactic legend because once you get those um, discs that recover protection out of turn, you got entrenched, uh, you put tank tech on fives, he's very tanky and he's just counterattacking every time one of the Phoenix characters attacks him and he's just recovering them protection for everybody so you, you don't even need that and i just used uh their gear eight uh five, five star bad batch echo and tech, tech i think they're both mm-hmm. gear eight five star uh, mm-hmm. to get to knock out my badge bad fit versus again mini boss phoenix mm-hmm. yeah and so i guess here i wanted to transition then uh talking a little bit about the bad batch so i was actually super excited because i've been grinding so hard on my bad batch <laughs> that i was like oh i i i'm going to reap the benefits of all of the work i've been putting them in like and get yeah. uh you know um uh, rewarded for putting that work in you know here in sector five of conquest so for me it was very easy just to think like oh i'm just gonna put chad batch in mk with all four of my you know geared up bad batch and cruise through this um but i was even finding that wasn't as helpful because mk kept stealing their kills because he's just so powerful um and so you know you came up with a really great comp using padme lead which basically kind of uses the same kind of mechanics where you're just able to boost the bad batch enough regardless of where you may have them geared yeah because courage courage helps you out right uh, yeah. eventually it takes a time i guess it takes time um you know and then occasionally fives as well his galactic republic he will as well stack 
that. Uh, so I guess one of the advantages of using Uray, uh, you know, you don't stack that. But I, I just thought, you know, it might be useful for people that don't have Galactic Legends to see that you can still get it done that way. Uh, because once you stack up enough courage, those guys will take somebody out even at gear eight. Which yeah, is... I might even switch up to that. I'm just hoping I can get kills more efficiently. And then, you know, a lot like the last sector where, you know, I didn't have good enough Mandos, so I just tried to cheese with my one good Django, you know, across that. I think, you know, Sarah, what were you doing for getting this feat? Because you mm. probably did something similar where you're just putting like a key bad batch or two on a team that they can try and get killed. Yeah, I was using um, Jedi Master Luke lead. Um, which is why I was going to, I was going to say, but I like that you have that Padme comp because so many people, um, that I've talked to about these feats are like, well, I don't have Jedi master Luke, so I can't do it. Like, so being able to, to get around it without that is awesome. Um, but yeah, I use Jedi master Luke. Um, I use Hunter and bad batch echo. So I only had two on them and they're gear eight as well. Um, and then I put hermit Yoda and, uh, shock on the on the squad just to call extra assists so i gave um grandmasters training to both uh bad batch characters that way they would both attack every time uh hermit yoda would use it and then i just let them have at it i liked having hunter there um because when you call him to assist his basic is he hits twice so you're able to kind of chip away at them a little bit faster and and get those kills in but yeah, I, I kind of want to try the Padme lead now. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was thinking even with this time, I might change if I go with the MK lead, I was thinking I'm going to take Wrecker out and put GK in instead because Wrecker just didn't seem like he was doing anything. It seems like the teams you're facing in Sector 5 have a lot higher tenacity. I was having trouble getting stuns a lot of the times. So I was just like, oh, here comes my AOE stun to control the opponent. And it's just like, oh, where are my stuns? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no one got stunned. So, and I don't know, maybe that's just because they're also um, lower gear or something. Uh, they're both gear 12 so, or 11, I guess I can't go to 12 um, yet. But um, yeah, so I just, and so I was just thinking, oh, you know, maybe um, GK will provide a better tank since um, he's not doing anything. And yeah, because I was just realizing what, I don't need a full team of Bad Batch. I just need mm-hmm. one or two in there to get the kills. So, mm-hmm. And you don't even need to win. This is another one where I just let it time out every single time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you can just keep going in with full stamina. Yeah, and I'll have to worry about yeah that so you get those kills faster. So that's great. Um, and then we get down. Oh, and then I guess I I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about having to get <laughs> all the kills with Gian Oceans. I it's mean, not that Oceans bad. Are good, but not in a sector five. The the mini boss. You uh, yeah right. You okay. you need that mini boss. You know, Geo's on the mini boss. Okay. Yep. And then did you use a similar disc composition as like Bit may have recommended with things that support like attacking out of turn or yeah, I had I think I had so I had two entrenched discs equipped. I had a weak point equipped and I had two um is it defensive formation, the one that gives you the protection back. Yeah. Um so I had two of those at the very least, and then um and my geos only my brood is relic she's relic 
three, I want to say, relic two or relic three. He's very low. Um, three of them are gear 12 and Poggle is gear 11 and they never were in danger. So that, that Phoenix mini boss note, it, it's great because there's no AOE, right? So yeah, I'm pretty sure next conquest they will change that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just milking that right now. Send in a tank and, and go. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure like Conquest 9 obviously will be still the same, right? But I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. for Conquest 10, they'll make sure they've got mm -hmm. some AOEs on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good point because a lot of us probably are focused on the ways that they can make this Conquest better, you know, considering there was so much outrage at the start of this Conquest. But really what we should be is just thankful for the few efficiencies that we have that they've like the bones that they've thrown us for this one because mm -hmm. yeah they're probably just going to take those out you know like the zombie at the end of sector one and you know just little things like that or you're like you know getting a death mark cheese team or thing you know <laughs> they're going to make those more difficult i guarantee it yeah because when initially conquest started i wasn't sure i'll be able to get max crate when i'm looking at mandalorian feet when i'm looking at badge bed feet when i'm looking at geo feet i'm like there's no way i'm getting this done with my 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 geos and bad batch and mandos but somehow you know we together as community we were able to find some teams and you know we all kind of refined them to our own rosters that we were able to get this done um just maybe one thing worth mentioning because there is one disc that when you attack out of turn you gain mastery because i know somebody mm. asked in the comments it's just something to keep in mind that um you know only relic characters have mastery right so uh, if, you have, I, if you have if you have gear twelve geos, you're not stacking anything. No, I was I was gonna ask that if you if you knew that because I saw someone else ask the same thing about the mastery, and I was pretty sure it's only relic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah because so you're only uh, basically stacking uh, your mastery stats. Uh, you're not uh, stacking. So even for example, somebody asked me, is it better to get eight percent mastery or four percent offense when you take out of turn? I said, well. If the mastery stat for your character is not offense, you're not stacking anything. Plus, <laughs> plus, uh, obviously, if you do gear 12 as well, you don't stack anything. Plus, um, for example, your character has 10k offense, but only 4k is coming from mastery. You're actually only stacking 8% from 4k. So, right, mm. that's like, uh, what, 320 offense. But if you take 4% from 10k, which is offense, right, then you're stacking 400 every time. Mm -hmm. um, so... That mastery one, I think, is a nice to have, but in a lot of cases, you will just want, you know, flat offense for everybody. Mm -hmm. At least from from my experience, at least. That's a really good point of view. Yeah, I really appreciate the analysis on that disc because you kind of even said in the video you were testing it out. You weren't really sure. You had it, you know, in this comp for these assists and things. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and so it's kind of nice to hear the back end evaluation of you know how all that testing went with that disc and the caveats that you need to be aware of. I mean, I never would yeah. have thought of several of those things you just said. So yeah, um, <laughs> I will definitely you know temper my expectations. I guess if I throw that disc on, I, I, it seems very situational. So yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That is great. Um, yeah, a lot of the feats in Sector 5 kind of seem like throwing you a bone just in terms of, you know, defeating 100 enemies without 20 battles without losing units. Attempt days, you know, you're going to get that from your Bad Batch Echoes, one of the better Bad Batch if you want to do that. Um, teasing the death mark. Um, so, you know, I think this sector was a nice kind of breath of fresh air where, you know, when you kind of can see the feats again, mm -hmm. 
uh, lend lend themselves to like going with a particular team. So um, mm-hmm. that was really nice. And then uh, moving on to the boss. Um, so I'm gonna let you take this one. I did not do this boss feat in as cool of a way as you did, but like I was I was blown away when I watched this video this week. I was like, why didn't I watch this when I was doing the Sector 5 boss last time? Because uh, yeah, you knocked all the feats out with one team and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, again, it relies on, you know, having Ray and having Commander Sokatano. But my assumption was if you're going for a max crate in this conquest that was harder than the previous one, surely you have Commander Sokatano. So... <laughs> Uh, because you know i don't know it was just my assumption so i was quite you know thought it's a safe thing to put her there because obviously she will boost the survivability of your team uh long enough there because obviously you do have to survive long enough to get all those feats knocked out right especially the defense up uh, with barris uh that's why commander sokatana is really good there to boost survivability of the team and then padme ray they keep everybody alive uh, while you're waiting for Barry's to apply defense up a few times. Um, obviously, maybe one of the things you could try as well, uh, throwing Grandmaster Yoda in there, he can spread defense up as well, maybe. Uh, he gives you protection up, which feeds your courage also uh, under Padme lead, right? Uh, so maybe that could work as well. And as mentioned before, uh, I was playing around afterwards. Um, somebody suggested this Clone Wars uh, Chewie lead. Uh, because with his lead, every time your characters are hit, they have 50% chance to give the game defense up. So essentially, you just put two lead, even if he's gear zero, just that his lead <laughs> grants you defense up. And you put four of the tankiest characters you have. Like I put Malak, I put Kahlo and Musk, I put Kenobi, I put fives uh, in there, and they got it done. Uh, but obviously, you know, I, I wasn't able to prove it because, you know, I already done that feed, but I counted. So this time I'll be trying out this Chewy, Clone Wars Chewy, Chewy's team. And then the other feats I was just able to get done with Guess 5 first. Uh, because first time when I was doing this Padme team, I didn't have all these discs for attacking out of turns. I didn't really play with them too much. But after I figured out, uh, you know, Guess, then he gets up straight away because you recover so much protection and you keep stacking offense. And at some point, you know, Echo just throws a grenade and it's all over basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, your video uh, featuring this team was so funny because, yeah, at the very end, you're just like, come on, Barris, like, you've got to, like, wait for her to take five turns, like, or what are you yeah, doing yeah, yeah. You know, with that defense up? And it's just like, by the end, you know, it's taken like that nearly that full 10 minutes. So you do have to slow play that battle, but you will get there uh, with that. I, I found this one to be a little more difficult. I tried to do a cheese team with, you know, like Barris because this one was bugged before. I think. Okay. Um, where uh, basically uh, I, I did the comp that was uh, Barris, uh, Old Ben, and then GMY. And so basically, as long as those two did the AOE once and then GMY spread it once, which should only be 15, mm-hmm. but I got the... Yeah, uh, it was bugged for that. Yeah, but I, I got the feet with only uh, spreading 15, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, I'm excited to try this knowing I probably can't rely on that. I don't know if that bug is still there, but I'm really excited to hear about 
<laughs> you tested and got the feat with Clone Wars Chewbacca. That's going to be a cool video. Yeah, somebody in my Discord server, just people started saying that. I'm like, hold on, I have to check this out. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, for that part, my team, uh, Flo as well, if you have him geared up, he can as well, I think, give you defense up, right? Oh, does he do it like an AoE defense up? or? I think so. Let me okay. check. But I think he does. Yeah, uh, but I... my, mine's gear 12, I think. So he just died off too quickly. Right. Um, let me see. Where are you, buddy? Yeah, because it's pretty, it's fairly easy to complete the first three feats. And then, yeah, even when I was trying to do that method with just Varus, Olden, and GMY, yeah. um, MK kept dispelling like my GMY right away. So, like, mm. I probably spent... oh, you couldn't spread it. Yeah. Yeah, like 60 energy just trying to get those three mm. moves. And I actually had to like remove mods on my GMY just so I could put him like one speed slower than my old Ben. So I could like actually get it like on my third or fourth try. But yeah, it's just one of those times where it's just, you know, I, you just feel like I'm wasting so much energy trying to get this. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, for a more efficient method this time. And who knows, maybe Clone Wars Chewy is it. Yeah, because yeah, I just checked Plo. He does it as well to all allies defense up. Uh, first order stormtrooper as well, I think. And the good thing about again this feat, you don't have to win. Mm -hmm. You just have to survive long enough that your guys through Clone Wars Chewie, uh, their lead, leave right. And you don't have to do it all in one battle. No, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't. No, this is, is the this one. The that... one you're saying you don't have to do because I feel like yeah. I did this two or three times. That sounds like a bug though. At least got ten I know. up, and I didn't get the feat. So, doing it, so. I, I went in, um, so the first time I went in and I got absolutely slaughtered, like just slaughtered. And I checked hot utils and it was like one out of 20. And I was like, all right, we're doing this feat. <laughs> um, and I ended up getting it on one that I won. Um, but I think I had only spread it. I lost this battle two or three times before I won it. And I had only spread it in the one that I won 10 times. Or not 10 times. I only gained it 10 times total. I spread it twice from, from Yoda. Um, mm. So, yeah. I did not have to do it all in one. That's I don't know if that's been fixed. Maybe it has. Because it's one of those things when people are saying that the kills with exposes didn't count, but from my testing, they did count. So maybe mm -hmm. it's, again, one of those things where does is it? Is it not? Mm -hmm. Maybe for some people. I don't know. Uh, that's actually funny that you, you, you mentioned that too, because now that I think about it, um, Hunter, when I was using him for my bad batch kills, he inflicts exposes and I was killing them and I was still getting credit because I was counting how many kills I got mm. in the, from, uh, battle. from that logic, courage wouldn't count as well from that logic, right? Right. Or, or when you, when we are choosing with Ezra and Master Luke lead, uh, the Phoenix kills, most mm -hmm. of the damage comes from true damage from Master Luke's lead. So that wouldn't count as well then, mm -hmm. if you think about it. So I'm sure there are situations where it didn't count, but I don't think it's like, a, you know, it doesn't count for every situation, I guess, because otherwise there's no way I would be getting all these feats done. Yeah, it's a weird line. Uh, I was just going to say, you make a good point about, I think, the argument that exposed shouldn't be help shouldn't count against you in that case because i think even when you're exposed you're popping that expose on an attack so you know that's basically the argument for saying hey if they die from an expose it should still count because that's coming from attack rather than something like a dot or a plague i get like if someone dies from a dot or a plague that doesn't yeah count. yeah 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 that's yeah. different because you, you didn't hit them exactly right 
but the exposure should be different. Um, well, I just kind of wanted to uh, finish up here a little bit with a retrospective. Um, I really was of the group that did not enjoy Conquest when it started. Um, I felt like the mall character being attached and the time frame and knowing everything doubled on energy and um, things like that. I wasn't gonna have time to do it and there was too much pressure to like get this tune. So I was in the camp that I was not having a good time. Um, dare I say this time around, I am enjoying Conquest. Uh, I feel like I finally had enough time to process all of the variables happening with Conquest. And I think even because you had mentioned a bit, you know, that the feats came out on SWGOH events, which is great, yeah. but it's not like there was like an official post about it, you know? Uh, and so, I mean, I think I even checked them out, but I guess you're focused so much more on the energy than I was in, in the future, maybe I'll do this, where I'll try and look at those feats early on and start strategizing early on, rather than get worried about changes they made that might negatively affect the way that I do it, you know? Because if I just focused on strategy, I think I would have been much better prepared that the changes that whatever negatively, quote unquote, impacted us weren't as big of a deal. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I think they set a precedent where, you know, we had a certain expectation about conquest and they changed that expectation, you know, just in terms of maybe being able to do it without a refresh or things like that, or how much energy you can do or what it costs to switch a disc. But, you know, you really do have to change your mentality for this iteration of conquest. And if you do that, you open the door for it actually being enjoyable again. So I kind of mm. wanted to ask you guys, like what, how you were feeling about the last conquest, the last iteration to this iteration and, you know, kind of how it's going for you guys. Do you want to, do you want to answer first? <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously being a content creator, I'm probably in a slightly different position than, um, you know, majority of the, our community, right? Because I look at it, okay, uh, let's try and find something fun, um, test things out, let's make a video of it, you know, share with the community. So uh, maybe from that point of view, obviously, maybe I'm in a slightly different position that, um, you know, I still find some fun in it because I'm trying to come up with something that's interesting. Um, like after first conquest, obviously there was lots, uh, you know, lots of different voices in community. Majority kind of, oh, it's boring, it's repetitive, it's grindy. And then this made me think uh, about other game modes we have, right? Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, they're all repetitive, they're all grindy, they all become boring and stale. Um, like if you look something at territory battles, you know, like in my GP, dark side, first three phases is autoplay basically. Right, so it's repetitive, it's boring. Uh, raids we are pretty much seeming now, even like uh, challenge pit, it's done in half an hour in our guild. But the more I was thinking about it, uh, it's actually it's what you get in return for your time when it comes to game modes. And if you look at the rewards you're getting from conquest, it's by far the most rewarding game mode. If you look at it. All right, mm -hmm. you spend about, after you figure things out, you spend an hour a day probably, right? If you just go through it, mm -hmm. um, you spend a hundred crystals for refreshes on average per day. 
but for example, I do fleet arena and squad arena. I do 50 refresh every day. I drop into 30s, 40s. I mean, in competitive arenas. I spend 100 crystals a day in arena to play it. And it's repetitive. I fight six master cannot, same exact master cannot be team on the way up. So it's repetitive. It's grindy. Same goes now with executor or negotiator before. Mm-hmm. So all these key game modes that give you so much rewards are the same if you think about it, repetitive and grindy. But then if you look in the return, you're getting 90 shards for mall. At the moment, I think they are, you can buy five shards uh, for Ahsoka for like 600 crystals on Razor Crest. So essentially, it's like what? 120 crystals per shard. So if you look at that 90, you're essentially getting what? Almost 11,000 worth of crystals in mall shards. Plus on top of all that, you know, slicing thing and everything. So even at spending 100 crystals a day, you're probably getting back worth at least a thousand crystals, which mm-hmm. is more than you spend, which is more than you earn, even if you're number one in both fleet and squadron every day, there you can max out at 900 crystals without refreshes. So if you look at it then from reward, what you're actually getting back from the point of crystal value, it's actually the most rewarding game mode uh, in terms of how much time you put in, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you, like Grand Arena is probably the only game mode where you could say is not repetitive. Um, I mean, it, it, it gets repetitive if you do the same thing every time because opponents pretty much they put everything the same, right? But you have at least freedom to mix it up if you want to. But let's face it, rewards in Grand Arena are just not worth the time and investment, right? Mm-hmm. What you get? A little bit of, you know, a couple of Zetas. At least for me personally, the rewards are not really that great in Grand Arena but you do spend a lot of time on it if, if you're serious about it. Um, so once you compare it to other game modes, it's like no other, it's like every other game mode we have. Uh, then it's just a case of, okay, how much time do I spend on it? And do I feel like I'm getting enough in return? And as a free-to-play player, getting a seven-star character that you know can be impacting meta for free, right? Mm-hmm. More or less in you know, what's essentially three months period is brilliant. If a marquee character comes out two to three months before it's farmable, another six months that I get it to seven stars and it's a marquee character. It's not a mole or commander Soka Tano. So, you know, it's, I think in terms of rewards, conquest from that point of view is really, for me, at least the most rewarding for mm-hmm. the amount of time I put in every day. I like that you look at it as a um, value of, of, the rewards in crystal format because everyone just sees the fact that you have to refresh and they don't see you don't look at what you're getting back and that was one of the things i pointed out last conquest was exactly like you said using the marquee example this is the cheapest way to get a seven star character that is going to be in the meta um because if you looked at it i i had guesstimated last month i was like even if you spent two thousand crystals every conquest and you're at the end of three months you've spent six thousand crystals and you get um mall at seven star six thousand crystals in the weekly store only gets you 75 omega shards so it's a massive difference in terms of that that crystal evaluation um but i was exactly exactly in the same boat as you where i really enjoyed last month i didn't have a problem with it I could see why there was a frustration with it and I I can see like you you get into as a community we get into a flow with conquest of what we've expected after you know six conquests already 
Um, so to have it change so drastically, I could understand that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just really enjoy the puzzle of conquest. That's what I like to look at. Um, so this one I'm finding, I'm still enjoying it, but I'm also feeling more impatient this conquest and I want to rush it because I know what I need to do because I did it last month. So I feel like I can, I'm, I'm, I just want to put my foot on the gas and go, but I know you need to have that balance so that you, you don't dive into your stamina too much. Um, so yeah, it's, it's still, it's still fresh for me. I'm still liking the puzzle and everything. And I like also that, um, as it goes on, we're finding out about other teams. Like I'd never would exactly like you said earlier with Padme and that Padme team you took in with Ray on the boss. Like I struggled against that boss. Um, so that is something that I, I like that you can just kind of keep theory crafting more squads that work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think CG did a bit of a disservice because they set, you know, we went through six where the precedent was set, like yeah. you get a meta changing character and if you work hard enough or efficient enough, you cost you zero crystals. Yeah. And this one. And, and I, so I think that's the only, that was the hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But I agree with you when you do put it in perspective of the actual economy of new tunes in another game, it does seem pretty reasonable Mm -hmm. to ask for the crystal income to get this now, to get mall in this case. Mm -hmm. But the only frustration we said, but it was zero crystals before. (laughs) So you kind of yeah, but but Vader counted all galactic legends before. another sore topic <laughs> i think i think it was just combination of too many changes at the same time yes. we had all the character nerves we had executor mm-hmm. we had conquest and i think it was just too much too many changes at the same time mm-hmm. and conquest was just like the final outrage really that pushed everybody right to to mm-hmm. you know yeah. many people leaving the game and things like that right mm-hmm. totally agree and I don't want to dismiss anyone's frustration. Like, I completely mm-hmm. understand where you're coming from. I mean, even, you know, the fact that, like, the, ha- the fact that I'm having a good time with this conquest is a direct correlation to the amount of time I have put into understanding it. You know, I might be playing it an hour every day, but I've also spent several hours in this last couple weeks, actually, studying it, figuring out the teams, figuring out all the feats and how they're interacting and what specific teams work for my roster to maximize my efficiency. So, you know, it's taken me like four weeks to figure out how to do it efficiently. And, you know, that's quite a tall task to ask your casual player, you know, who, you know, is probably going in there just like me in the last one and was just failing and making mistakes left and right because you just don't have the time or the effort to put into figuring out how to do it efficiently and then you know when it doesn't help when they're like you can do it for like 900 crystals if you do it perfectly and it's like oh okay well then i guess i'll just do it perfectly let alone like mm-hmm. that's a nearly impossible mm-hmm. task like you're gonna come across something like even today you know i'm saying i wanted to try that like palpatine bastila r2 team or something Mm -hmm. like that you know it's like well that's (laughs) three or four of those like let me see if this works you know like 
is is my team at 70% going to be able to beat geos here? I don't know. Like, let's try it, you know? So mm-hmm. you kind of have to also, which I, I want to touch back to something that Pico said that I thought was one of the best things that he said on the last podcast was, you know, he was doing one refresh to forge ahead. And then yeah. he was doing two refreshes to kind of play around and test stuff. And I thought, what a freeing mentality if you can just give yourself the leeway, the flexibility, the forgiveness to like spend a refresh testing and figuring it out. Because then the next time you do it, you'll save that refresh. Mm -hmm. But so many times I just got so angry that I had, I just wasted it, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, I wasn't taking on that perspective of, I'm actually sure I lost, but I'm actually gaining things Mm -hmm. for what the attempts that I did. So, um, so I really do still understand the frustration that everyone is having. And then the other thing I want to mention is, yeah, just with the crystal income, I actually have decided for my own thing. Like I normally do three refresh on Cantina every day. And so I just cut that down to two. So I basically found a hundred crystals every day Mm -hmm. right there that I can pull into conquest. That's, Again, as Bet pointed out, worth every crystal you put over there because the rewards are so good. And then basically when Conquest ends, I'll go back to that third refresh in Cantina. But that was exactly. an easy shift for me. And then even then, it's like, you know, the first two days I only refreshed once. So actually, I guess like net 50 plus crystals. And then today I refreshed twice. So, you know, net zero. But, um, you know, based off that uh, withholding that refresh. So, um you know, I think there's a will, there's a way and you mm-hmm. can find it. And mm-hmm. um, to keep on a positive note, like I would say, just, you know, stick with it, you know, try, test stuff out, allow yourself to fail mm-hmm. and check out the people who are doing the testing for you, you know, see what they're suggesting and putting out there um, in the comps that um, they have figured out that you can succeed because mm-hmm. succeeding is fun. that's the big difference of why i'm enjoying this conquest i feel Mm. like i'm succeeding and i'm having a great time with this one over the last one Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to remember like you were saying and i I totally understand this too because i feel it too when you try a a team especially on the boss feats and you fail so you try it again and then you fail and you get that frustration start brewing what like like just just put it aside for later go do a different feat it, you don't have to do that one right now. Just let it simmer and, and come back to it. You know, like you don't have to bang your head against the same wall and keep failing. You, you can, you know, maybe just try and beat for, I'll use a perfect example today. I was trying with my rebel fighters on the sector two boss and I kept failing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a team in that I know will beat it and three-star this boss. I will move on pick up some more discs and I'll come back later. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes it much easier instead of just feeling like you have to slam into the same wall before you can move forward. Like you can exactly like everyone has said, you can go back and, and clean it up later. <laughs> it's so much easier when you go back too, because you can have more discs at your mm-hmm. availability to put together something that will make it easier. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I think only, yeah, I had the same trouble with that rebel fighter for like three tries. (laughs) And I I was, I was stubborn though. I just kept trying over it. I think I got it on the fourth try actually, but I, I, I will say, 
just in terms of, because I keep reiterating, I understand the frustration. I actually almost did quit. I, the last time I got to boss four, I watched a video against mall. I load, I remodded, I put the disc comp in the video. I went through to do it. And like, I lost just devastating loss. And I was like, I did everything that should be right. I, I remodded, I, I switched my discs, I put in the right team. I, I followed the tutorial on this video and I utterly failed. And that was a point where I reached a peak of the frustration of the last time where I actually didn't pick up this game for 24 hours. I had to just let that simmer and let that go. And I, I didn't just have to like walk away from that note. I had to walk away from the game as an entirety for like a little bit and just reevaluate, you know, figure it out again. And then the, when I opened it back up, I went back in, got it first try and moved on and was like back to like being normal. But um, yeah, it's good to take a break, take a deep breath, you know, um, and take your time. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Mm -hmm. uh, so it seems like for you, you've just kind of, you know, you've just had a, like a wonderful mentality probably from the start of just like, I'm going to crack this thing. I'm just going to test this thing. You yeah, know, yeah. They, well, I guess you, you even did say like, you weren't sure if you would get the final box, no, you know, no. first off. So mm -hmm. like, what was that experience for you just kind of going in and then finally figuring out like, oh, I can get the final box or, um, you know, was that like a kind of eureka moment once you kind of figured out you can get over that threshold? Yeah, I mean, because once, you know, the data mine was published there on Discord server from Swaga events, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm just readjusting expectations. I'm like, well, if I don't get him in free conquests, okay, I might not get the max crate, but I'm pretty sure I can get one crate down, which means I'll just get him what after four conquests or five conquests, you know, like I said, that's still for me a win as a free to play. If it's a marquee character, I'm looking nine months down the road for seven stars. Mm -hmm. If I can get more, that's, you know, worth that for two marquee characters in half the time, that's still a win in my books. So I wasn't stressing out, I need to get Mac, that max crate. But as I was progressing through getting these feeds done, um, and then especially once I figured out the geos, uh, one that was the final one that I kind of still didn't crack that I left to the end. Uh, once I came across these, all these discs attacking out of turns, I started playing with those. Um, I think somebody on my Discord server suggested, oh, I use Geos and these discs. Uh, I gave it a go as well, and I kind of got it to work. And I'm like, hold on, I'm getting this now, the max <laughs> rewards, right? Um, I just have to a little bit figure out what to do with Bad Batch or something, because I had something already with Bad Batch and, and Phoenix as well. But, you know, after a couple of days, I fine-tuned those teams as well. So it, in the end of the day, doing this now the second time, now that we got everything figured out, is is be stressless, you know, that's why I put this plan together, like I said, for myself, for others. So I don't have to think about it, what I'm doing today, what teams I'm using. Obviously it's tailored to what I have. So maybe it's easier for me to follow than for others, but um, you know, especially once it's back the third time, it's just going to be like clockworks, right? And then because you know what you're doing already, now you have a little bit of wiggle room, extra energy to play around and try out new things that maybe first time you felt like you couldn't. Mm -hmm. um, but like we said, yeah, it's, it's just about adjusting expectations, right? Um, so same like for me, always been a free-to-play uh, player, in, especially in Arena. New meta comes out. Again, I was struggling to, to get to the top, right? So 
I know that I'm a, when legendary legendary characters out, I'm getting it the first time around when the event comes back. So I was never having these expectations of myself to get immediately everything done. So I already come from that place where I know there will be things I cannot get done. So I just try to get as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And if I get max, great. If not, well, you know, I get more in five months. That's still better than a marquee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. And I had um, a similar mentality last month where I didn't think I would get it when I saw all the feats. And I thought, well, then what I'll do is I'll go for the fifth crate because the fifth crate will give me the gear that I need to kind of speed up these other farms that I'm working on. Um, and then once I figured out bad batch, I was like, oh, I can actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> and you have that, that light switch moment where you're like, oh, this is happening. So yeah. It's pretty fun when that when that happens. Yeah, I wish I had your guys' mentality. I was basically like, it's red box or I'm quitting this game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's like how I went into Conquest with, with that mentality. And it's just like there's it, I have uh, setting myself up for failure right away, you know. And I can hear off in the distance pico's eyes rolling right now and saying (laughs) that and i have this little angel on my shoulder with pico's face that says you can't get everything the first try all the time that little voice is always back there and i'm like shut up i'm getting it first try uh but uh yeah it's always a good sentiment and you know i really do think that you know a lot of times you can't expect to get something the first try, but I do feel like if you put in the effort, you mm-hmm. should reap the rewards of that effort. And so that's, I think, why I struggled because I was trying so hard and failing last conquest. Um, and, you know, I felt like I just kept telling myself like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need to get this first try. I don't need to get the max reward, but I felt like I'm putting in the effort that I should be like, you know, so often like when BAM was in the galactic challenge, it's like, well, I'm not willing to put in the effort to BAM. So I don't deserve the max crate. But with this thing, I just really felt like, boy, I'm trying so hard. And, and in the end, it actually worked out. I kind of blitzed. I was doing three refreshes a day, like for the last five days and uh, blitzed through it and managed to make it. But, uh, but the, the Venn diagram, the curve of getting up to that point was so steep. Um, it was just a real struggle. And, but now, you know, I've, I've climbed that curve and I'm sitting at the top of the plateau and I'm enjoying conquest and, we, I hope this episode will enlighten others, open the door for others to enjoy Conquest. Um, we're stuck with this game mode. Let's make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun with it. There's fun to be had here. Um, definitely check out all of Bit Dynasty's videos. They will help you immensely um, crack this challenge. Uh, Bit, we're going to need you back. This conquest is going to change in like two months. And we're going to have a whole new thing to like deal yeah. with. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what CG will will throw at us. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I mean, this episode is uh, <laughs> has no longevity. It's basically going to be obsolete <laughs> in like a month here. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I really hope to have you back. Uh, we'll cover you know whatever <laughs> insanity CG throws at us next with the iteration yeah. of what Conquest Ten, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
Oh, yeah. I'm I'm curious to find out what characters with that. That's always for me the biggest thing because it seems like conquest will always be like key characters, you know. Yeah. So uh, who, who's next? That that that's what intrigues me the most about conquest. We're supposed to get another ship. I was thinking that there might be a ship. That that was my hunch. Maybe I the Dengar Dengar was... punishing one. You're reading my mind. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was saying on Monday, yeah, I keep expecting the announcement of a ship, but you're right, like, maybe it's just, like, coming out in the Conquest, and that's why we haven't heard anything about it in so long, but I hope to God that the next Conquest release is not a uh, sidekick to another GL. I think we all need a GL break. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it just feels like another GL will be too quick, too soon, because... At this rate, they will run out of uh, legend, like you know, galactic <laughs> legend style characters. Because it's not like we've got tons of like characters that would be galactic legends, right? It's not like Star Wars from that point of view has got so many characters. We're gonna like, start who, getting who, who could be next galactic legend? We're gonna start dipping into Jawas soon. <laughs> like... Maybe somebody from the old Republic era, because you know mm-hmm. we That's don't have any galactic. But we already have Revans from there, so. Yeah, I think there's Revan the Redeemed uh, you could do. And then I think there's like another big boss guy. The, yeah, well. the Darth, like Darth Bane, right? One of the ancient oh, yeah. lords of the um, sea. Bane wasn't that era, um, but... I, I know nothing about this era. Uh, yeah, it's not Darth Malak, but there was like one other like big boss Sith, I think, of that era that they could probably do. Um so yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll see that. But yeah, I welcome more ship content and uh, just more stuff coming into the world. Or how about this for next Galactic Legends? Uh, we get Neo Soka and Throne. Yeah, that would be cool. Because, you know, there was a bit of teaser when Ahsoka was asking where the throne is. So mm-hmm. whenever this show happens, I could see Ahsoka. I don't know what state Throne will be in, but, you know, he's a legendary already. So if there is a an older, better version of Throne, he could be a galactic legend. But again, like, can you just make a galactic legends of some character you've seen in three, four episodes? It just seems like, do they deserve it? Or like the new Boba, right? Will, mm-hmm. Does Boba deserve after three, four episodes to be a legendary, like galactic legend? I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, I think it's so hard to really pin down what's the definition of galactic legend. Is it their movie significance makes them a galactic legend? Is it mm-hmm. their you know the knowledge of that person in the actual universe because you know not everyone seems to know who luke was luke was pretty forgotten about and yet he was like you know our galactic legend like at that time and you know or is it you know a matter of like their significance like to the universe regardless of how whether they're known in the galaxy or not you know i don't know if it's a combination of those factors or it's in one of those three that kind of ends up being at uh, at any given time so uh, but yeah it'll be interesting to see as they forge yeah. ahead who knows maybe we'll get gl ezra to pair with thrawn <laughs> if they both come back from uh wherever they were uh banished it'll make yeah. those phoenix kills a breeze <laughs> no, you know what we do need? We need a Galactic Legend Night Sister so we can finally nail down the Secrets and Shadows Soul Battle. Mm. Here, Good here. Good point. Here. That's what I want. GL Night Sister. I don't know who that would be, but. Uh, yeah. But there was one in the Fallen Order, wasn't it? That was the another Night Sister we know of, but she was young. I don't oh, think she would deserve mm-hmm. to be a Galactic yeah, Legend. Mira or something like that. Can't yeah, remember her but, name, but actually yeah. I quite enjoyed her character. She was She was quite good. 
yeah maybe they could pull both those two characters in but yeah i would love a mini series that was like followed thrawn and ezra's escapades wherever they are like mm-hmm. in whatever outer room mm. but we're a little off on tangents thank yes. you so much for joining me you guys great episode can't wait to have you back uh i feel much better prepared for whatever future conquests are thrown at us and i can't wait to tackle it with you both and with that we will go switch off <laughs>